Oh, jeez, it's a bit of a warm one today. I uh, might head into my shed, also known as the Shed Quarters, for Barrel Surf Podcast, and get myself a cold, cheeky monkey. Roll the door. Oh, hold on a sec. T-Bone, Namu, what are you boys doing in here already? Oh, mate, we've been here for the last couple of weeks, um, tucking into your fridge. All the cheeky monkey beers that we have in this in this shed, mate. We thought we'd just jump in and uh, stay here. We've been here for about two weeks now. So you've been here since the last episode, just smashing my uh, sponsored cheeky monkey beers, have you, boys? How could we not, mate? Cheeky monkey beer, freaking cheeky delicious. <laughs> What's your favourite there, T-Bone? I'd have to say the Sherby at the moment. The Sherby is a lovely drop. This you... next episode is brought to you by Barrel Surf Podcast. What do you reckon, Namu? I think Barrel Surf Podcast is brought to you by Cheeky Monkey Beers, actually. G'day punters, welcome to Barrelsex Podcast, now we're here with you today. As usual, we have got Adzi in the shed quarters. G'day Adzi. G'day everyone, it's uh, good to be here in the shed, it's a bit warm here today, summer's heating up, Christmas is around the corner and uh, yeah, the shed could probably do with an aircon today, but uh, <laughs> it's all good, we've got a couple of cold cheeky monkey beers to uh, keep us cool. And we do indeed, and uh, we also, as always, have T-Bone in the studio, in the shed quarters. He was away last week. Welcome back, T-Bone. Thanks, mate. Good to be back, and um, nice and balmy, as you said, but this delicious Cheeky Monkey Christmas brew is uh, definitely cutting the mustard. <laughs> it certainly is, and uh, I've said on, on uh, Instagram we had a very special guest coming in this week. Didn't mention who it was, but to my right, Paul Ant-Man Patterson. Yeah, yes, g'day, g'day mates. How, How you are doing? we? Oh, like you said, Adzi, nice and balmy and warm, beautiful <laughs> summer's day. Couldn't be better. Sea breeze came in at about 7.30. Well, <laughs> I got the kids down to Shallows and, you know, good old Shallows holds up for that extra couple of hours, but it's absolutely honking right now. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, the shed is about a million degrees even with the sea breeze, but you get that sometimes down this way. That's all right. We're just heating up. It's the end of the year. You know, we've been building to a crescendo. It's uh, quite possibly our last podcast for the year being late December, so um, <clears throat> things are heating up, aren't they? It is. 2020 is coming to a close, and, uh, and man, we we have some interesting times in Hawaii at the moment, mate. What's what's happening over there? Mate, it's all systems going Hawaii after a bit of a bit of a lay little period there. It was a bit touch and go, wasn't it? It was a bit scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, the logistical nightmare of just running an event is hard enough, so hats off to the crew and the shire and the, all the... All the governing bodies that allowed it, you know, they must have knuckled down and just made it happen, which is fantastic for the sport to yeah. just persist. And, and, you know, we all miss, you know, pipeline. Pipeline's the ultimate, the ultimate to, for all us punters back at home to sit back and watch. Um, no, one, no one can be there live, so we're all in our homes watching it. Even so, in Hawaii, they're not, not watching it on the beach, are they? That's so. right. There's no one allowed on the beach. So it's just so good to see it back on and um, get through all those tough times. Hey, with those tough times, you say, oh, it's a good job for everyone getting it done. I noticed that loophole that they actually running with. Do you notice that it's actually been dubbed a production? Do you notice um, on the thing, it's like, oh, production will resume tomorrow. And I read somewhere about that, that they couldn't actually get the comp over the line 
So the reason the, the reason they got it over the line because it was dubbed a filming production. It was basically they're shooting a movie is how they got it over. So when you look on the the web or the app at the moment, it doesn't say competition resumes tomorrow. It's production resumes tomorrow. And I thought that was pretty pretty clever. That, that's a really good point, Ads, because it is actually production because there's no crowds there. Yeah. So it is quite versatile and it is a world-class production. They're it putting is. out such a great, you know um, – edit and everything they do live it's it's phenomenal so they've really got their everything together so uh, good yeah, on they, them they did well glad. by uh, and you know in ads in hawaii you can make stuff happen you know the right people they can you know bend a few rules and just to get it done and whatever it took you know they you know hats off to them they, so did, they did have a pretty rough start didn't they um i guess with the with the the shark attack over in maui and then obviously eli got covid um, you couldn't have a, such an unlucky start for WSL. But one thing that was um, what I couldn't understand for about five, six days, we didn't hear jack shit from the WSL. You know, they were really quiet. It was tight-lipped, eh? Cone tight-lipped of silence. They just left us in the dark. I was, thought that was very unusual. Mate, they were probably just in shock. I mean, it's the worst year ever. The tour's off. They finally somehow dug it out of nowhere to get the comp back on under the guise of a production, all of a sudden we're all rejoicing, hallelujah, <laughs> pipe is on, the tour's back on, you fucking ripper. We're all so stoked. And then bang, someone gets killed by a shark and the next day the bloody the commissioner get, or whoever he is gets coronavirus. It's like, holy crap, mate. Like what yeah, a You couldn't have scripted, could you? <laughs> <laughs> Shocking start. It was just insane. Unlucky. But, mate, you know who I reckon was really excited to be back competing as pretty much everyone was but extra excited mate i saw slater standing on the beach before one of his heats just in his boardies right and it was his first heat and he was just standing there there's no people around and mate it was this side on shot and i mate, i swear he had an absolute raging boner <laughs> out of his things and he's standing there before his heat and he's obviously that excited. He's been missing the comp that much. He's just standing there with a hard on. And then he sees the camera and he does the old pinch and adjust and went down to the squat as if I'm, I'm just stretching and squat. And, mate, I swear to God, he wanted the heat that bad. He was just standing there with a raging heart. Mate, reckon, I, that's what I saw anyway. Was Pammy on the beach? <laughs> it was pretty funny. And I'm like, mate, if anyone's missed competing, no one would miss it more than him because he's – that's his whole life. He's done it more than everyone. Well, and he was really excited to get back out there. There is a <laughs> uh, a big heat in the morning. I think we're at Sunday afternoon in, in WA, and um, there's a big heat coming up with uh, Jack Robinson and Kelly Slater. And man, tell us about Kelly Slater. How does he go in the morning heats? Yeah, well, guess what? It'd be two o'clock in the morning our time, which is about eight o'clock Hawaiian time. And yeah, Kelly absolutely hates mornings. Does he? So Jack Robo, well done. First heat of the morning, best chance you've ever got. And Kelly will probably turn up, you know, probably with a twin fin. It'll be 10 foot. <laughs> rubbing his eyes going, oh, I may need my thruster here. And he might not be that organised. He's really not a morning person. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Kelly goes in the morning. Yeah, I, I actually think Robbo will um will smash him tomorrow. I think um he's looking as good as anyone in the competition so far, uh, our, our friend Jack Robbo. Um, long as it, it doesn't come down to tactics because obviously – you know, Robbo, the rookie, Slater, the mind game, as long as it's big enough and there's enough waves where Robbo doesn't have to worry about tactics and can just go into autopilot and get pitted, job's on. What but is if the it's forecast? Bit, we, well, we? it's supposed to be better, like maybe six to eight foot. 
pretty solid, I think. Yeah, it's looking good. I don't think Kelly will have time for mind games. Being the morning heat, he'll be just getting his shit together just in time, I reckon. Be lucky to turn up in time, I reckon. <laughs> Get the safe and, out of his eyes. And, uh, mate, surely Robbo, like every other West Australian core lord, uh, would just be born and bred on Dornies, wouldn't he, Ant-Man? Oh, he'd be just jumping out of his skin, I think. He'd be ready to go. He'd be probably out there first light having a little warm-up. So, um, mate, that... That's going to kick off about 2 o'clock West Australian time. And uh, just before this episode started, uh, my Ant-Man reminded me of uh, a couple of years running where we had uh, a pipe pipeline party uh, at my place. Um, look, this is probably what Namu likes to call Adzi's Tall Tales. Go ahead, Adzi's Tall Tales. They may, this may or may not have happened. It could be a complete fabrication just for your uh, listeners' uh, enjoyment. But anyway, it was two years in a row. I think the first one was the one when Parco won. Parco and Mick Fanning was definitely yeah. in one final. Remember Mick? Well, I think Parco was one year and then it was Fanning the next. And we were lucky enough where it was the last day of competition at Pipe, which is the last comp for the year. And the forecasted, mate, we're all over the forecast. And we all knew 100% at 2 o'clock in the morning in West Australia the world title showdown was going down at Pipe and the waves were going to be on. So we called uh, a bit of a party at my place, a pipeline party. And, mate, it was uh, – we, we had it two years in a, in a row and they sort of blended in, obviously. I can't remember which one's which. Yeah. But uh, they pretty much all went the same way where you had this really strange mix of people turning up to the party. So I think uh, one year I decided to stay up and uh, drink my way through and, um, you know, people were doing – all sorts of naughty things to uh, keep them going. And then at about... Um, may or may not have happened. It may or may not have happened. Uh, and then also something that may or may not have happened, about six of my mates, because um, it ended up being about 30 people, 40 people, but they are all from came from different places and, you know. So uh, some of us stayed up. Another bunch of guys turned up uh, apparently on what they were calling high-definition caps, um, may from the uh, mushroom variety. May or may not have happened. So they were in the back seat and they weren't really talking, but they were pretty zoned in. And then there was a, a, crisp, a work Christmas party because it was the end of the year. They rocked up and they were just blind drunk from free drinks and stuff uh, all night. And then uh, you had guys, I remember Tony Van S. shout out to the Lekabru. Lekasefabu. Uh, and a couple of guys like that and uh, Ducky, the hard charging bodyboarder. They all turned up at two o'clock. Uh, they bought their own coffee Echo. machine. Yeah. Remember, they bought their coffee machine and had bacon and eggs. And, and so you just had this crazy mix of everyone come together in the lounge room. And then we just stuck it out from like two in the morning to about uh, nine in the morning. And uh, I remember Parco, I remember one year Parco won and we were all just literally bouncing <laughs> off the walls, mate. Like, was it that was, the world champ year? Yeah, that was yeah. his world champ year, man. It got decided on the last day at Pipe and we had this last party. Heat. It was absolutely raging. And we've got uh, a local legend down here by the name of Arnsey. He's our local taxi driver, right? We all know him. He's a legend surfer. He's an absolute larrikin of a human, uh, a really good dude. And uh, all night long, he was ferrying people to my party to and from, you know, for the pipeline. And then obviously when he knocked off at two o'clock, he's like, well, I know where, where the party is. Uh, I'm going to go and join the boys for the pipeline party. And Arnsey, he's a bit of an eccentric dude. Is that fair to say, Namu? 
You could say that, mate. He's uh, that. yeah. Yeah, uh, but he's but the ultimate taxi driver. I yep. mean, he best. is just the best. He will hang out all night, party on, and then take you home at the end of it. Yeah, and he, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. So he's fruitier he, than a Christmas cake, to be fairly he's, honest. He's rather fruity. He's a he's a legend, dude. Mm. Uh, and he's a lifelong surfer. He he lives for the the surf. Um, but mate, anyway, so we're all in there, and we're just glued to the screen, and everyone's raging, and it's a world title. Parko's never won one. It's all going down. The whole time, Arnsey was just out on my veranda looking out of the paddock, like just soaking in the vibes. Um, he had his little speaker going with some music. He's dancing away. He's got that little lap dog that he carries everywhere. <laughs> well, he's driving the taxi and he's dancing around with his dog. And, mate, six hours later, we're all like, yes, it's finally done. And all the froth starts to subside. And we all go outside for a bit of fresh air. And Arnsey's like, so who won anyway? We're all just like, mate, what have you been doing out here? You're only five metres away from the TV. And he, he, he really soaked up the atmosphere. But uh, it's fair to say he wasn't exactly watching the scorecards. Just enjoying himself so as, as, he's, as he's want to do. I'd love yeah. to have another one tomorrow morning, but jeez, uh, I don't know if I can pull that off. I'm in the doghouse with the missus anyway, so <laughs> two young kids. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to wing it this year. Maybe we can go to your shed, Ant-Man. What do you oh, reckon? Oh, yeah, that was legendary parties. We wouldn't be able to repeat that performance. That mm. was so good at the time. And it just brings back – the pipeline just brings everyone together. And yeah. everyone – it was just so good to watch pipeline with a big group of like-minded you know, humans that were yep. just absolutely frothing at the bit. And how good was it? Two years in a row. And it's just exciting. Like when everyone puts in the effort, especially the people who like get up early and come around with a, a coffee machine. And it, like when you put in that effort, it's just so cool. That's like, mate, it's pipe. And like, mate, it, it's the end of the year. It's awesome. And it's pipeline. Like you said, it's, mate, it's the pinnacle of pro surfing. Uh, it, it was just the best. And they were world title showdowns. It was awesome. Sick. And I'll ask you a question, mate. Best pipe surfer you've ever witnessed? Um, Free surfing and, and in the competitive arena as well. Oh, I mean, I am just missed um, a lot of those really legend guys when I started going the sort of early to mid-90s. A couple of best waves I've probably ever seen in my life was um, Sean Briley. Yeah. Do you know, guys know Sean? He's yeah, a, yeah. What a beefy yep. character now. Absolute legend. What He's such a great guy. And he you know, may have put on a couple of pounds, you know, yeah. but... That weight just got him down the face of these monsters mm. and so deep. Mm. And, you know, the spit will just blow any human to bits. And mm. he came flying out with a spit. And I just remember seeing that big lad. I mean, he's a pretty solid yeah, he's, he's solid huge, human these days. Yeah, and yeah. I think Sean Briley's possibly the best pits I've ever seen out there. Sick. He had that one um, like 10 or 15 years ago. Or it, was probably, it was probably 15 years ago. And you know how they got the wave of the winter now? And it was sort of on the back of, I remember when they created that concept. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. referenced that one wave yep. of Sean Briley, which was like one of those ones that should have broke at Second Reef, but didn't quite. And it was just hideous, huge 12 foot vertical drop. And like, you know, the, the, the guillotine lip missed him by millimeters. And, and everyone was like, mate, that was wave. It was like, uh, it was, what do you call it? Un, um, not understated, but it was uh, but it was before the wave of the winter. But everybody on the North Shore agreed that that, that was, was the, the wave, wave of the winter, winter. and mm. that sort of set the pre- precedence for them to start that wave of the winter. Oh, there you comp. go, yeah. And he was a judge, wasn't he, for the wave of the winter? I'm pretty he sure did. he was. Yeah, right. At least was maybe not. Hey, and I've got a question for you, mate. Um, we all know. Well, if anyone doesn't know, well, I'll personally slap him around the face. But uh, we all know you're a sunset legend and bloody. 
Why, me a legend invited to the Eddie no, hang on a minute, stuff? hang on a minute. Sunset Beach winning surfer. Yeah, exactly. He's Sunset won. Beach Sunset pro. Beach. What year? That's it. He came second what in the year? Eddie Icao. Uh, third twice. Third twice. Uh, either way, I've held his trophy drunken in his <laughs> shed many times uh, after the single fin party. We all like to grab his Eddie trophy. but mate, a fucking legend. He's, he's won Sunset and come third legend. at Wymere. He, he won't agree with us because he's a humble... Legend. Of course he is. Uh, it's a West Australian yeah, guy. Right. Paddling Award too. Well, you know how it started, Adzi. I didn't even get to me question, but please go on out, man. <laughs> well, I, I just to say how it started, I couldn't get away with pipeline. Those guys are too, well, that's too what, good for me. It was well, so hard. That's what I was going to ask. Like, I know you with the sunset and the, you know, why I'm here and you've, you did so many seasons in Hawaii, so many. Um, how did you fare at Pipeline? Did you surf it much? And and how did you go? Just trying to well, tell back, you, mate. Back in the earlier days, I did get a few at Pipe. It started just getting busy and busy every year, it seemed. But mm. when Pipe's a bit bigger and you get these ones feathering on Second Reef and it moves around a bit, that sort of opens up a bit more opportunity. If you're Ant-Man, it opens up well, opportunities. Well, yeah, when it's just on the first footers. reef, everyone's pretty much on top of each other. And mm. that just wasn't my game. You, mm. You've got to make an absolute prick of yourself just to catch a wave. And I just mm. couldn't quite deal with that. And you know, pipeline was a bit quick for me, and I love the open ocean of um, sunset. Yep. And of course, um, you got to put a lot of time in there to to work it out. There's swells coming from all directions, and at sunset, there's yep. oh, there's you know, it's pretty hard work. You know, you, you really get beaten up and washed around, and everything happens to you at sunset. So it took a fair bit of time. Yeah. That was before the internet was around. I think we we're just listening to the buoy reports and getting some idea what we we're doing. Otherwise, <laughs> we we're just out there. Yeah. And of course. Learning how to surf it through the 90s, I was getting caught in some rising swells. Yeah. And rising swells in Hawaii just kick your ass and wash you in. <laughs> like it gets, every set gets bigger mm. to the point it's totally closing out yeah, the whole right. beach. And you're stuck in the middle of the ocean and you're getting just caught inside by 20 foot wash throughs going, Crazy. get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a humbling experience trying to learn how to surf, but you put the time in and, you know, the results would come. I think Jack Robbo's going to prove he's going to be hard to beat out there. He's put a bit of time in there. Yep. So it all come to, I put it down to just putting the time in and Jake cottoned on to what I was doing and, you know, he put his time in and we were just religiously surfing Sunset every day. You and your brother, Jake? Just learning how to get this. And he won the, Sunset too, didn't he? To the point, yeah, we just had it so just dialed in, you know, where to go, how to not get washed in and you still get, yeah, you know, you still get whipped every now and then, but... Mm. Where we like to sit, yeah, you get you do get caught a bit, but you, we'll catch a lot more waves than most people. That's epic. Just I've just got to say, brother, sorry. West Australians yeah. at Sunset Beach, are you fucking kidding me? Sunset, sorry, yeah. Australians. Three winners um, from this little area alone. And it's yeah. unbelievable. Obviously, yourself, Paul, Jake, yeah. uh, and last year we had our, our own Jack Robinson, uh, the winner of the Sunset event. It's um, Didn't just win it. Absolutely. Yeah, he destroyed everyone in it. It's um, to make the CT and, yeah, and here he is at Pipeline tomorrow up against Kelly Slater because of that. Something in the water over here, isn't it? It's so good that, mate, the Patterson brothers, just a couple of little nuggets from West Oz (laughs) have just, it's not like they just went over and fluked it. They went over and just brothered, just teamed it up as brothers and did it together. It's so sick. Unbelievable. And, And I think where I grew up, in the through the early 90s, there was only a few guys out there spending the winters there. I was looking up to you know the Shane Harans, Ross Clark Jones, Tony Ray. You know, these three guys yep. were all over it. And you know, Gary Elgerton would be the happiest man alive to see Sunset back on the tour, yeah, because yeah. he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you it's mm. one of the most challenging waves in the world yeah. to surf and it should be part of the tour mm. because uh, it's you know, if yeah. you want to be a world champ, you have to be able to 
do well at Sunset Beach. Which is like being a master of the ocean. Uh, I think it is. It's not just surfing well. It's about reading the ocean, surviving, not getting washed in. I mean, so many things could happen to you out there. Yep. Your equipment got to be sort of dulled in. You've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. So I think the, the guys like Gary Alton, we're going to see some really big smiles on some really core yeah. lords out there yeah, yeah. watching Sunset Beach going, yeah, hell yeah. Well, I remember in his book, um, I read his book, which was pretty epic. And yeah, he was just like... <laughs> It was something, it was typical Kong, uh, almost slanging off people going, anyone can paddle in and make the drop and pull in and get tubed at pipeline, but it takes a real waterman to negotiate the lineup or sunset or something like that, which was a bit extreme because I don't think I can paddle in at pipeline and make the drop, but uh, I, I sort of knew what he was. Mate, you'd, was be the, up, you'd be the second reef man out there as well. Yeah, I want the roll-ins, man. It, um, but uh, just back to that, Ant, um, you obviously had a good crack at pipe over the years. You, you got some... Proper ten foot pipe pits, oh, no mate, doubt, I'll, over your time. Oh, pipes, yeah, the pipe was so intimidating for me. You know, I was um, I was lucky enough to put so much time in there that I got to pick a few little windows of opportunity when the crowd wasn't too bad. So, Dornies. Do you get a couple? And back in my early days, not too many people would like to go ride on the bigger days. Oh, yeah. So I get snuck the odd big backdoor one in. Sick. That pipeline just scared the shit out of me, and you know, you bump into those rocks underwater and you mm. get pinballed around, and mm. yeah, but um. The, the trick is when you're surfing pipeline to st- you know sit next to oh I'm being you know I'm a natural footer so I'd sit next to a goofy footer I remember I surfing with Nathan Hedge one time you know Hoggy was out there I mean Hoggy oh Hoggy yeah stick together stick together yeah go left yeah yeah I'll go right <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you stick together and split the peak mm. you don't have to look around so much and you just go and you put your head down and you both go and you're on. Mm. And sometimes that comes off, you get two or three, and you go, wow, that's more than I get in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> you got two, you know, three in an hour. That never happens. That's, that's good. Bit of teamwork. There you go. Teamwork good strategy certainly works out there. You watch guys split the peak out there. Yeah. I bet they're getting most of the waves. Yeah. Just, and you go to Just on, we talked about Sunset with the, with the, with the being back on the tour. In the men's who are currently on the C2, who, do you, who are your picks for, the, for uh, next year? To, to possibly take it out Where, at sunset yeah sunset open yep. who are your picks on the tour right now men and women if you don't say jack, jack robo you actually we're actually going to kick well we well, you know jack robo is <laughs> well, there there's no doubt jack's going to be um is it a natural footer's advantage out at sunset uh to a certain degree mm. i guess there's a fair bit of water moving and angles of swells cj yeah. hubgood wrote it well on his backhand uh mick Lowe, keg on legs made yep. the final there mm. Absolutely, you know, charge pipeline, got out sunset and threw his weight around there, you know. So I have seen some goofy footers. Um, Mike Ramelsi winning there, winning a triple crown. That's right. Back in his day, one of the only Australians to win a triple crown in that sort of era, Mike Ramelsi. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he's the last goofy footer to ever win at sunset. Is that right? We talked about Mike Ramelsi recently, well, not recently, about a year ago. Pretty sure I heard that. Mm. It was like, that was like 97. Yeah, Yeah, it was over 20 years ago. And I think Jack Robbo and John John Florence out there too. He doesn't surf it that much, but he's down there enough to know what's going on. And uh, he's big swoops and calves. Yeah. Really, so if you put a rail in and hold a rail, mm-hmm. you can really like Joel Parkinson is the ultimate out sunset. He's the best surfer ever seen at Sunset Beach. Joel Parkinson, you know, oh, bearing yeah, that rail and holding yeah, rail. Yeah. And I think that's where John John and, and Jack, to a certain degree, um, just really do dominate out yeah. there. What, what about white chocolate? <laughs> oh, White Mate, chocolate. I think, you know, the whole tour, the way it's designed, mm. and at the end of the tour this year, yeah. 
I think Geordie, this could be Geordie's year. Yeah, if really he's ever going to have a crack so and win I. a world title, I think because hmm. the top five get an opportunity hmm. and it trestles. And I've seen what that big guy, he smoked everyone at Trestles. He's good, really. And it could be white chocolate's year. I reckon he's licking his lips a little bit. I think it's Geordie's year. It has yeah, to be. Really? He's, that lick, guy, he's licking yeah. the chocolate, white Geordie chocolate Smith off his lips and going, hey, boo. He Without is. fail. And he, he really does deserve it. Yeah. Like. I, I like that. I mean, I'm such a crazy patriotic dude. But I've got a soft spot for Geordie. A soft, Mate. white, well, chocolate. Well, tell you what. a pipeline, isn't it? At the end of the day, nothing beats the biggest, strongest man doing the biggest yeah. hacks. Yep. That's exactly In the pocket. Right. And he can still, you know, boost, boost the biggest yeah, air if he has to. Yeah. But no one can bury a rail like mm. him. I mean, physically, no one can do it. Nah. The guy's a monster. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, I was looking at Kaya Belly in the interview and Italo Ferreira the other day. And I'm like, is... The angle of that beach so sloped that Ronnie Blakey looked like he was seven foot tall interviewing, and I'm like, yeah, the little dudes he was on the high side of the beach, yeah. but they're small dudes. And uh, man, as Ant Man says, there's nothing better than watching a bigger dude do that same quality of surfing because that's it's just right. more spray going. Mm. Yeah. Now, before we do move on to the ladies, and uh, we all know it's coming up, Bronte's beat. Um, speaking of our South African brethren, we should make a, a, a shout out to. Our friend Miles Masterson over in South Africa. T-Bone, you said he's got a new movie coming out. Is he? Are you ready for this? Not a, not a movie, mate. No, not a movie. Got Doc- a project happening. Okay. You probably caught me. Uh, oh, how caught about me out buy, a little bit? How about a buy T-Minute? Let me minute. dig it out. T-Bone, T-Minute, T-Bone, one minute. Uh, speaking of movies that have come out of South Africa. Oh, the white chocolate movie. Yeah, uh, Shaping Geordie just came Shaping out on Geordie. Red Bull TV. Hit it, Adzi. Hit it. Have, we don't have... Look, I'm not going to get as fixated on the last <laughs> Red Bull TV about Kyle Lenny. I, 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 got, I got a bit carried away. Luckily, we had Binzi in here last time. He works for Red Bull and actually gave some really cool insights. He was loving the Red Bull content yeah, from you, but I wasn't cool. so much. It was fucking it's, on and on yeah, and on. Anyway. And on, but I mean, he's a special dude, Kyle Lenny. But anyway, let's not go there. Let's not start. But, um, mate, I watched the Shaping Geordie, which is basically Geordie Smith and Mikey February. Um, and filmed they, in and around South Africa. Yeah, they just start out at Durban and go on a little road trip because it's the COVID year and Geordie's always travelling and he and he went down and oh mate, it, Poss- possibly up, possibly up. No, they weren't weddies on. No, I thought Mozambique would have been on the cards, but no, they definitely was all weddies. So uh, yep, yeah, no, no up north. But um, man, they rocked up. I mean, I don't know where somewhere in the Trans Sky or whatever they call the the wilderness or the Trans. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of turf down there. Lots of right point breaks Lots in the trans right, mate. They got some right point break that was just, looked like there was maybe one or two other people or maybe no one. And no, it, was, it was like five tubes on a wave, man. It was sick. Yeah, I've surfed the trans guy. It is absolutely beautiful setup. Amazing setup. Scary? Yeah, you sort of need a spotter spotting the sharks or how yep. many or how big coming around the corner. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If it's only little ones, you know, surf on, surf on, but... When the big shadows come around, it's, yeah, you're out of there, boys. Because I once heard that there's a couple of breaks there that, like, people just actually won't even surf. They're like, well, you just can't surf there. And um, Sounds like the Transcar. I've surfed in the Transcar too. Well, it's pretty beautiful point breaks in river, river mouth, and yep. each one has a river coming yeah. out. And it's just a recipe for, you know, shark sort of frenzy. Yeah. And it, mate, they've got so sharks. Many point breaks. Like, they had this crazy five-tubing one. Mm. But even some of the ones that were sort of their average in brackets point breaks was still sick fun waves and uh mate it looked like an epic trip and then sean holmes teed up with him somewhere in the mix there you know yep. the old giant he was the original giant killer well, he used in the to CP, take out and each time yeah. at the uh 
J-Bay Open. Yeah, he just used to kill. And they and they showed a bit of um, uh, archival footage of Sean Holmes at J-Bay just destroying Andy Irons and yep. Kelly and everyone. That was pretty sick. Um, obviously, Mikey February is like the full-style guru who's... Um, Fuck, he's so good. I love watching yeah, him surf. Very, it's very... Really, um, really fun to watch. Free surf and stylish. So, yeah, that was a pretty sick movie. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Old Geordie Smith. Score out of 10, has he? Um, I would say... Six or seven. Ooh, it, it was good, but um, I'm giving it a seven five. Yeah, no, nah, there wasn't but, enough kegs in it for you, was it? No, there was keg, but They didn't get J Bay that good. Like it was only like four foot, which is cool. But I was sort of thinking, mate, you got all winter to film this thing. You guys are local. Surely you're gonna go show some eight foot J Bay, you know? Like, uh, or maybe what Ant Man alluded to, a little Mozambique session or something, or um. You know, if they weren't such pussies, they could have been like <laughs> Ant-Man and gone and surf dungeons or something. You've probably surfed dungeons, haven't you, Oh, no, those guys charge out there. They, they'll no. take all that down. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Down in Cape Town, though, I'm sure they would have got some nice big barrels down in Cape yeah. Town there somewhere. You surf dungeons? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. The boys, yeah. Scary as hell? Um, everything's sort of scary there. Dark, <laughs> cold, cold, big yeah, seal so colony cold. on the inside. Oh, man. Waves yeah. moving around and there's no set real peak. There's a couple of different peaks and... Yeah, it's all pretty scary down there. And you know where so Dungeons is, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, just on South Africa, I've got a listen, listen a question for you, Anthony. Oh, listen um, a question. South Africa, um, uh, Grant Twiggy Baker, obviously you know Grant Twiggy Baker. The question is about the trip that you did down to the right and apparently you had a bit of a, a near-death experience wipeout. Can you, can you talk to us about that one, mate? Yeah, well, Twiggy uh, mentioned he was keen to come over. I said, well, here comes a pretty big, solid swell and, you know, good timing. And I talked him into going down the right, which is a full toe sort Keep of session. And he wasn't really into towing at the time. I had to pretty much talk him into it. You know, he's just tackling the paddling into the best big waves in the world right now. So this is sort of going back probably just before he just committed to paddling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so big that even the locals went up north. It was just... This window of opportunity where the, the weather backed off a bit and we got out there mm. and we watched, you know, pretty hesitant, but we saw, geez, that's quite surfable. And mm. we didn't really realize how big it actually was. And we got a few little ones and we thought, oh, yeah, we'll give this other bigger one a go without realizing the whole ocean just, you know, drew up, drew water. And there was a few instances before that Twiggy, I think, come off and whipped his neck like full whiplash and his neck wasn't so good. He, I mean, he took weeks to recover from that and he was a bit mm. sore. And I had a little incident trying to get into one and lost my board and my board broke and I ended up borrowing Twiggies and Twiggy is the master like kite boarder. Mm. Uh, he does he does everything. Twiggy is extraordinary in the wave. Um, what do you call it? The stationary wave. Mm. He just, he can oh, do the old flow rider. The flow rider. It should see how good he's there mm. and he's like a world class kite boarder. Mm. Right. And mm. so his straps were dead straight. Mm. There was no angle on the front. Right. Right. Look at what's going on here, Twiggy. <laughs> And I mean, we're talking to these serious waves here. I'm yeah. sort of trying to get used to that. So I'm on Twiggy's board and it launches me into this pretty big one. And little did we realise, once you let go of the rope, you sort of get to this point of no return. Mm. And that happened. And then all of a sudden I could just see the clamp just starting in front of me. Go, oh, no, mm. it's not, is it? So I just tried to highline it a bit mm. and just get as far as I could to the shoulder, mm. looking at what looked like the clamp. And sure enough, it's broken already. Like the channel's breaking, coming at me. Like, oh, that's no good. That's not good at all. <laughs> so I've gone, oh, this should have been the biggest barrel of my life. And it's just turned into the biggest nightmare of my life. And oh. 
So there's nowhere to go. You can't you can't go straight. You can't pull out. You just got to pull in, and you know you're going for the wipeout of your life. <laughs> so all I focused on doing it, which was very lucky, I did. I got my went in, pulled in, and got my feet out of the straps. Mm. Just in the nick of time yeah. because it would have ripped every little ligament and bone and everything <laughs> knee, off my body. Yeah. Well, yeah. everything would have just been ripped to shreds. Fuck. So I'll go over, go, okay, here I go. And the initial impact was quite brutal. And then, uh, so all that water, it's quite volatile on the reef, but then it takes you off the reef into really deep water. Mm. And that just swirls and swirls. And my whole body, my whole body doing full body spins. I'm going one, two, three, that quick, four. Five, six. I'm going, and every so every horrible. every spin, I'm going down about a meter. Oh One, two, three. It's pushing me deeper, deeper. Yeah. About thirty spins later, I'm I'm going. Shit, how deep am I? I have got to get out of this. And I, I focused going? on a spin and got out of that, mm. and started doing the big frog kicks up. And um, I opened my eyes at this stage, going, shit, it's dark down here. Oh. I must be so deep. <laughs> and I'm starting to, you know, really big frog kicks. I'm getting up there, and then boom, back into the spin. I went. Oh my God, that's number oh, two. No. And that's when I went to survival mode and mm. I've learned how to do survival mode, um, getting belted around in Hawaii all those years. Mm. So. What did you do? Start getting more frantic and or did I you think relax? Listening <laughs> to Mark Matthews and, and fear and how to survive mm. and mm. there's no better way to do it than um, experience. If you, mm. if you haven't been in that position mm. before, mm. how do you know how to survive this? Mm. And so I went really relaxed, 100%, I call it ragdoll, switched off, 100% switched off, went with it. And it's finally let me go. I get out of the spin and I open my eyes again. I went, oh, my God, it is dark. It's so oh, black shit. down here. How deep am I? Mm. It's pitch black. I'll go, fuck. So I'd start. <laughs> so, so instead of doing the frog kicks, mm. I didn't move a muscle. Mm. I, had really? a, I had a buoyancy vest on mm. and it slowly bring me up mm. to the surface and I did not move one muscle. Mm. And I watched the color change from really dark and I saw mm. it got into the deep green. Mm. I go, okay, yeah, I'm getting there. Deep mm. green. Mm. And I, I got time to think. All these thoughts are going through your head and oh. seemed like an eternity. Oh. And the, the green started getting lighter and lighter. And I have a good look up and go, oh, there it is. I've got this. <laughs> and the temptation to swim, but no, I did not really? move a muscle. Wow. And if you do not, if, if you do not move me? one little muscle, just 100% ragdoll, total relaxation, you'll be so surprised how long you can hold your breath. Yeah. Wow. Or you yeah. sort of, yeah. you, you do when you have to. Yeah. And, and this is obviously it. before the days of the um, gas canister. Well, they just come stuff. out. Twiggy actually had one on. Oh, did he? And I didn't. And he pulled his, and his neck was all buckled. And oh, right. he actually used his. And I could have done with one that day. But yeah, um, I finally get to the top, and I used every bit of ounce of you know to focus and relax. Mm. I got to the top, got my arm up, and then down I went. I passed out on the oh, surface. Oh. Mm. Just enough where Twiggy saw me. Mm. He thought he'd lost me. I was down for that long. I, he said I came up, the third wave came up. I came up on the third wave and someone was looking over me, boys. The mm. third wave backed off and didn't break. Oh. Because you're getting sucked out with the mm. next swell. Yeah. So he said I came up right in the impact zone on the oh. third wave. Oh. And if the third wave had a broke, I was I was toast. Curtains. But number four was another 20-footer. So Twiggy's... Twiggy's... <laughs> story's horrible, man. Twiggy's pulled my head up out of the water and I'm in a daze. I'm just in la-la land mm. and he's screaming at me, grab on. And he's, I've come out of his grip and he's whipped the ski around and the sled just gone whack in my... Oh, <laughs> in the side of my jaw and, and sort of woke me up a bit. Yeah. And he's screaming at me, grab on. Mm. 
And I look at my hands. My hands have got nothing, no mm. energy. Far. So I said, this is it. I looked at my fingers, just do it. Grab the sled mm. best I could. And he's accelerated out of this 24 to out of the white water Jesus. into the safe zone and just got me out of there. Far. And I had nothing, you know, I was sucking in the big ones. Yeah. But by the time I got up, it didn't seem like I was that out of breath. It was the pressure in my head. Mm. My head felt like it was going to explode. Like getting beaten up underwater, I didn't equalize. I didn't. Yeah, so I was trying to ask before, did your ears pop? Oh, mate, I spent the next 10 minutes trying to sort my head out and I thought oh, my head was about to pop like a big pimple. Mm. That's how oh. the pressure was incredible. And I don't think my head's been the same since or going underwater, my ears <laughs> and right, vertigo Jesus. and all sorts of weird shit happens to me. And to be honest, it's... So the worst wipeout of your life? Oh, by far. Well, that's, that's, by, uh, by, by a couple fold. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some pretty bad ones too. Oh, yeah, in Hawaii, but that one's pretty scary. That was borderline. Yeah. But I got saying like that third wave backed off. Like the next one was another 20 footer. Mm. Why, why did that third one back off? Jeez, yeah. mate. Someone yeah, was looking well, over me. Yeah, we're, we're glad you're still here, man. Jesus I mean, Christ. is that unanimous, boys? That's got to be one of the worst wipeout stories you've ever heard. It's definitely that is one of, one of the worst wipeout stories I've heard, and one of the best stories I've ever heard on Barrel Surf Podcast. So yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for sharing that with us, Sam. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that was Jesus. Uh, epic. But, um, well, well, thanks for the listener question too. Yeah, yeah. wow, that, that's yeah. what sparked it. Well, he's Great got a second one question. too, but I can oh, say that's later. Who's the listener, by the way? Was it boys? Was it boys? Oh, was it? Yeah, cool. Was it? Was it? Nice was question, it? was. Mate, uh, well, I guess should we get back to Hawaii? Because we Sunset. definitely went on a uh, tangent there. All right. Mate, <laughs> just before we bail out a pipe, um, the, the the trials was epic. Trials was epic. That was sick. Yeah. And it was like, mate, trials is always big and ugly and just mean. And yeah. it's just Hawaiians out there battling and it's just... Like brutal, isn't it? And yeah, mate. Ivan the gladiators Flux. come on top, and how good was Josh Moniz oh, at mate, the end of I've it? Got, I've got a little note here. Josh Moniz, king of the trials. That's Absolutely. Been so he, oh, hands down. That was and then, awesome. And then got eliminated. Pretty yeah, much yeah. Right. And then just blew it in the. Oh, do you know what? I this might be controversial, but I personally would like to see it go back to the old days when there's you know twelve or whatever it was Hawaiian wild cards in the comp. I think that was sick. Yeah, it was pretty killer. It's always, always guys just upsetting world title hopes yeah. and yeah. It just makes it a bit more interesting. Added another watch, dimension so. to it. I reckon it was so good. I saw um, Noah Beshan, obviously son of a, a great surfing great, Shane Beshan. Shane Beshan. Uh, Mate, uh, he rocked up for one of his heats. It was four minutes had already passed and he's on the sand putting on his jersey. And I'm like, mate. What the hell is wrong with you? How hard is it? You're in the pipe trials for crying out loud. Couldn't even make it on time. And uh, yeah, he didn't get through. Hawaiian time. Hawaiian <laughs> time, yeah. Is that like uh, Indo time? Jam karet, rubber time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what about the surf off? Mikey Wright, oh, Leonardo. Yeah. Oh my God, I almost... Well, I think I did cry, actually. I'm extremely upset that Mikey Wright didn't get through. Uh, Who's he's the swelling spirit animal. He's all of our spirit animal. We all love... Mikey Wright as an Aussie, he's just an absolute legend. Leonardo's doing all right. He's still in the event now. He was quarter, pretty quarter well. Quarterfinals, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fantastic, though. It was that pipeline. Imagine yeah. you have a surf off in a two-foot shitty beach break. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That Debar would have just something. been horrible. So well, trestles for It was for really, the really title. challenging pipe. It wasn't anywhere near perfect. So they mm. really had to think about it and, you know, calculate it. So yeah. it, was, it was at least a good, you well, know, they both had a fair crack at it. They had a real crack. And I think in one of them, I remember Mikey just, 
He packed a couple of yeah. monstrous. Fuck, he's not scared, jobs. is he? He's going to take yeah. anything. And he didn't. If he'd have made them, it was nines, tens, and hallelujah, you're on tour. But as it turned out, he he got smoked and didn't make it. And I'm pretty devastated. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be on tour anyway. But um, yeah. So moving on to Sunset Beach, and I think we're going to do Bronte's beat. So, you know, Bronte, we talked about this with Binzi last week, Chris Binz, um, and uh, we were all talking about how well she's going to go in, in Maui. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, she had it. Well, she didn't have a shock. I think she just didn't get the waves in the she end. She didn't get the backup waves. Didn't get the backup. And um, yeah, still don't think it's a reflection on her talent, technique, ability, oh. everything else. And uh, I think she's going to go pretty well in Sunset. Now, Ant-Man, I think... Um, you know, you, you've obviously had some success at Ant, at at Ant Man at Sunset. Um, have you, you know, had a chat with Bronte or given her some advice? It's funny you say that. I had a quick chat to Bronte before she'd left Hawaii, and ah. I sort of she hasn't put any time in there, so I sort of kind of go more. But she's got um, a couple of weeks, good couple of weeks to surf it. Yep. And fortunately, Dave, you know, her dad's going to be there with her, so it's yep. like, great. Dave knows what's going on there. Surf it every single day. He's Get one Dave of your, out there. Old mates from and there's the no better. Um, no one can tell you what to do out there. You just have to go out there and surf it every day and learn all these directions and Take your corners. Licks. Because in January at sunset, you get influenced by too many, too much west in the swell, which is great for pipeline. Um, sunset actually prefers a little bit of north. Okay. Northwest is okay, but you want some north as well. And in January, it gets quite stormy and a lot of west in the swell. So for me, I would have had Sunset first and then Pipeline second. But anyway, so be it. So it's going to be even more challenging for these people that haven't surfed Sunset. Mm. That with the, when it gets west, it's really hard. It gets even harder to surf. Bigger, yep. bigger, thicker, faster swells come in <laughs> this way, like a left-hander at you, uh, and then you want ones to meet the north, yeah. you know, and they jack up another mm. six feet. So when it's really west, it, it really does throw a bit of a curveball. And um, Bronte, so go, what's going for Bronte is the open ocean swells, which, you know, she really does love. And all West Australians do prove that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, you know, they feel more comfortable in those sort of, that environment. But um, she's going to have to put a bit of time in there before the event. And I'm going to have to say, um, when I used to train up some kids at Sunset Beach, one year Sally Fitzgibbon comes over. I've never seen someone just get it dialed in quicker than Sally. Ah. She just absorbed it. And I don't like to tell kids what to do. You know, so many people out there and I go, you know, just avoid this guy, a couple of locals, and just watch where I'm paddling, see where I'm taking off. And she just sucked it up like a sponge. Mm. And within a week, in saying that, we got a couple of great days in a row. But she was, you know, within the week, taking off right in what we call a saddle, right in the spot, and right where you want to be and getting the best waves. I went, wow, that was awesome. And I think Sally's going to put up a really good shot at Sunset. All right, so I might have to delete that part when uh, this episode comes out so people don't put Sally in, in their team for the <laughs> Barrel Surf Podcast Fantasy League. I've got a quick question. Did Bronte approach you about Sunset or, or her dad approached you or did you approach them? No, Bronte gave me a call Okay. just to get my thoughts on it yep. and, you know, and boards too. And it's great that she's getting a couple of boards over there, take your favourites, but definitely get some made over there. Yep. Boards you can write sunset. You you do need a bit of length, obviously. You know the big ocean, ocean but the boards you write sunset are wider and thicker, and they they sort of look a bit piggish. 
if any, you wouldn't write them anywhere else. Sounds like my sort of board. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> write down shape? your sort of board. <laughs> like you wouldn't ride these boards at Pipeline, you know, they're yeah. sunset boards. You can have them not too long, but definitely thicker and wider. Yeah. And they need to draw out longer turns. And you, you need some, you need a bit of foam to paddle into these monsters. Yeah, cool. And it's a big playing field out there. You've got to paddle around a bit. You, you're dodging like serious washthroughs, you know, when it's west. Yeah. And, um, oh, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I yes. can't wait, to be yeah, honest. I'm, I'm we, um, we did talk about this in the early days of the Barrel Surf podcast, um, talking about what they should actually do to the tour. And one of the things that was unanimous with us was bring Sunset back. And oh, it's, um, yeah. it's happened for the guys and the girls and couldn't be happier because it's, it's like a West Australian sort of wave. It's, um, I think it's great for the girls too because it's really going to sort a couple of yeah, them out. Yeah. And a couple of them are going to just take it on. And just go, yeah, thank you. It's going to be so fun to watch. I can't, I can't wait for it. So, um, yeah, if, if, if all the COVID stuff can sort of settle down and we can carry on with the tour, it's going to be a fucking really interesting year and really, really exciting to watch with the girls at Sunset and also at Chopes and, um, you know, bring it on, I reckon. I think it's a, a great way to start. And, and for me, looking at, you know, possibly – to my two favourite servers I'm looking at on tour right now, Jack Robinson and John John could be like one and two after Sunset yeah. and Pipeline. Imagine that. I mean, it it's going to be a great start for those guys that love that sort of, you know, that mm. sort of wave. So, Hey, Nami, you just mentioned all these great locations. You know what uh, that was, I was told last night, that the WSL have removed G-Land. Really? You, really? If you check what? the schedule, what? G-Land has been... Gone. Gone. It's too, too hard during COVID, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's maybe the COVID's um, a bit erratic over there at the moment. and um, uh, So was America. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it well, couldn't be any worse, could it, than America right I now. guess the jungle was isolated. You could actually make it quite a, a little safe zone if that's yeah, possible. Yeah, you could do. You could do. Just have like a, a three-month Indonesia section over the tour. I mean, or you, or you could not? wipe out like three villages that have had no contact with the... Yeah. Outside well, and you just roll in. White privilege, just, and just destroying no, Indonesia. Yeah, and Thanks. they've got no medical facilities to help people, or, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's been But it's not surprising. I mean. Oh, a bit. Absolute shame, though. How good was that contest at G-Land? Yeah. Can you oh, remember the footage oh, of Kelly when he was ruling oh, out there? It was amazing. And to that song, the couple of videos that came oh, out, yeah. you picture oh. that song. Oh, yeah. And he's, the backhand belts. I know and the Obviously, song. the tube riding. Back when it was a production again. Yeah. You know? That How good. Was. The yeah. dream tour. I've still got those VHSs inside, actually. Yeah, that was sick, man. Now, now Nick Carroll getting all wigged out on shrooms. I'm, I'm imagining <laughs> memory on... Oh, and the low tide and all the sea and enemies and all this. And it's like, mate, I watched it like a thousand times. I'm like, he's on some sort of jungle juice right now. <laughs> jungle juice. Why not? T-Bone, you had something there you wanted to discuss? Speaking of production, another listener's question for you. The Billabong Challenge, 1990s. What year was it, eh, man? It was two. 97. Good question. The first was, one. Um, nah, early was 90s, was it? I reckon 96. It was. 96. Anyway. Which, which one? Which one? The first one up north. Yeah. No, it wasn't okay. 96. 86. No, no, uh, no 91. I'm calling. Old, I'm mate. calling maybe early 90s. It was a long time ago. 95. Here's there a strange one. Weren't you re- cooking food for those guys up there? No, I was, I was. Me and George actually. Well, Jack McCoy. Well, this is a listener's question, by the way. Well, How did you end up getting involved with the Bellwell Challenge? There you go. Such a coincidence. I was actually doing a bit of work for George Simpson at the time, and and me and George 
Well, Jack McCoy rounded up all the, the surfers, right? There's eight surfers. And there's quite a, quite a posse behind those eight surfers. There was um, a lot of musicians came up. Uh, so there's a lot of music behind the scenes. Um, and then George, any, any famous George and Jack are brother-in-law. So um, George, obviously, the, the absolute most experienced ever up there, knows exactly what to do anytime, anywhere at Nalu. He set up the camp, so I went up as George's assistant more so. Me and George set up and got everything ready for everyone just to rock right in. And um, the girls had the cooking pretty covered. I helped out wherever I could. And I think more my job and, you know, once we set up, me and George are catching all the fish for the camp, you know, and entertain, keep everyone happy. But there was a fair bit of maintenance to go on. So we we had plenty plenty of work going on. It was quite quite a large posse to look after and to, you know, clean up and cook for there was a fair bit going on, you know, for like, it was possibly about, even though there's eight surfers, there, there may have been, you know, families involved. There was probably 30 of us. Wow. Can you give us a bit of a, bit of a, a sort of a rundown on the whole concept? Because maybe some of our listeners maybe weren't born in 95, but. So, Pretty sure most of our listeners were well and truly born. By well, <laughs> probably were. I'll tell you what, we're I not think. not cool, team, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Young guys don't like I, us. I, I think when we grew up, Jack McCoy's videos were just the ultimate. Yeah, he, was, he was the master. He was, was absolute everything. mastermind and he just saw visions. He had visions of things and he brought to the table, even though I think someone may have come up with this idea and I think Jack follows up, but, you know, so I don't think it was actually Jack's idea, but but he follows up and makes shit happen mm-hmm. and he's, his videos are just, you know, knows how to document yeah. the absolute master of every angle, water, Old school, you know, the old school um, video, right? you know, the yeah. real old school video. Awesome. And he's got it all in water housings and no one can do that anymore, you know. Mm. What he was going through to capture all those moments, it was it was just a masterclass of Jack McCoy, you know, all around. How was uh, J.O.B. up there? Oh, not Jamie O'Brien, uh, Johnny Boy Gomes. Johnny Boy, yeah. Johnny Boy, I think it was a good change in scenery for him. Mm. It was a bit sort of... Different, obviously, it was. I mean, the desert. I don't think people understand. There's just nothing out there. Yeah. So especially then, with no mobile phones, and there was it was a real disconnect yeah. from the world. Yeah, I think I mean, Johnny would really loved it because it was just away from everything and everyone. He had a really good group, you know, group of crew that he loved, and and it was only the lack of waves for a week or so that sent people a bit sort of crazy. And yeah, you know, everyone's going, oh, now what? You know, we you know, the ping pong table got a fair flogging, and <laughs> and that's where the music came into it, I guess. And all the musician musicians got together and had a good hit out. I think what the listeners' question really probably wanted as an answer was basically Ant Man was the cook helping out, and then went out there and just fucking schooled everyone with his hard charging skills. Oh, getting getting back to that, well, I you know did a bit of cooking, but the girls pretty much had that covered. You know, I was yeah. helping out where I could, but both years I was doing it, um, someone got sick or couldn't come or injured, and and the crew just went, well, Ant Man. What do you mean? Because I, I, guy cleaning the dishes over there has been getting bigger tubes than all these fuckers all week. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty familiar with the wave and where to take off. So a few guys are getting a few hints, you know, what to do. But you know, Mm. those guys are amazing. It was so good to see those guys and all the goofy footers dominated. Mm, Every year, the goofy footers went up there and just. Showed how good it is. Well, because of the steps in the middle of the tube. I mean, mean, (laughs) as a natural footer, you know the goofy natural thing? I never thought I'd ever say it, Mm. but I want to be a goofy for one week a year. Oh, yeah. Because of Nalu. 100%. My neck is so sore being a natural footer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mate, I had a poster on my wall as like a 15 or 16-year-old kid of this little fuzzy afro-haired dude called Ant-Man Patterson. Mate, and it was next to me bed and it was of Nalu of him just going down this big stepped-out monster. And, mate, I knew he was from WA, so I was just like, mate, he was a hero. And, uh, yep. you know, now, obviously, for many years, I've been lucky Fucking enough to call him Fucking stoked to have you on the so, podcast, mate. Yeah, Seriously. How good. Ant -Man. Um, he's an all-round legend and, uh, yeah, he can cook. Cheers to that. An Cheers absolute that. storm. He's uh, You actually did a chef apprenticeship, didn't you, back in the day? Yeah, at the yeah. East Doors Winery, Wildwood Winery back in the day. You and Damon East Doors. Da Damon came kitchen. back. Damon had had a gut full of being um, a law lawyer. He's yeah. double majored in law yeah, and chemistry. Smart, yeah. Smartest human alive and the fittest human. Yeah. He's an absolute weapon. And yes. he was one of my mentors. I looked up to Damon and Mitch Thorson. And yeah, what right. those two big way brothers did down here in the Southwest were just phenomenal. Yeah. No one was doing what Damon Eastor and Mitch Thorson were doing. They would paddle out in bombies, you know. Two fucking but, legends right yeah, there. Yeah, no, no one was doing it. They were just out. I mean, I guess Ian Cairns and a few guys did it, but I never saw that. Yeah, All so I saw was Mitch Thorson and Damon out there surfing the biggest <laughs> stuff and just taming North Point. Sick. And I just watched those guys at Rabbit Hill, North Point, the bombies, and just go, wow. Yeah. And Sick. fortunately... Mitch and you know sort of took me under his wing and showed me what to do at Margaret River and and Rotto looked after me at Rotto one time when I was probably only twelve or something. It's like ten foot Strickland Bay. You would have been like and one and a half feet tall. It was, it was a state. 12, it was a state <laughs> titles, and it's <laughs> it's proper fucking macking. Yeah. I'm shitting myself. <laughs> like I've literally, and I'm not called Ant Man for nothing. I was literally <laughs> three foot eight tall. Yeah. And I'm out there in the state titles and, and Lucky Mitch was out there and sort of guided us around these big, massive sets. And, you know, it was fantastic to have Mitch, you know, to guide me through some of the situation just to get that edge and take that next step into, you know, what I dived into, you know, shortly after and See, take on the, Hawaii. These boys actually did a uh, one on well, two-on-one -on interview with Mitch Thorson on one of our recent yeah. episodes. Yeah, He's I was actually going to ask you about that because Mitch – when we when we spoke to Mitch on the podcast, a huge focus for him was um, obviously his knowledge of heavy water in from WA and Rottnest as well. But a massive focus for him seemed to be the respect in Hawaii, and um, it seems that you and Jake and uh, a few of the West Aussie boys just seem to have that respect over there and seem to be able to get waves and form good relationships. Is that something that sort of Mitch tried to sort of instill in you, or was? I th maybe that did come not not at the start, but later down the track, mm. and he did um, refer to that. But it was more about just the guidance and big wave thing. But um, getting back to Hawaii, it was about putting the timing in Hawaii. Yeah, it, it didn't happen overnight. You know, you couldn't just turn up and do the Triple Crown event and then go and think, you know, you're going to be mates with these guys. <laughs> and I was lucky enough; I put in three or four months every year for ten years. You know, I used to pretty much live in Hawaii. For yeah, ten yeah. years. You know, yeah. and then. Either side of that was just learning or then my family came along and I couldn't spend that much time there. Yeah. But uh, I spent enough time to really get to know all the, all the lads and, geez, that was great times. Awesome. Yeah. And you know the best thing about Hawaii? Their winter is our summer. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything better than getting away from, you know, December, January, February, and I'd, I wouldn't come home until March. Southerlies, southerlies and And March, as you know, it's when it all turns around and autumn starts pumping. Yeah, good times. So I think that was the ultimate for me. I was going, I couldn't believe everyone was going home. Just really starting to pump going to Christmas in Hawaii, just get better and better. And everyone was leaving. 
does seem to be every year that everyone goes and then and it just gets better. Oh, I just couldn't work it out. Okay, yeah. it's, it's pumping. It's 10 foot every day and it's getting better and better and everyone's leaving. Since we're back on Hawaii, should we delve into Maui and the girls? Um, yeah. Well, it's pipeline in the well, girls it's, now. It's pipe well, now. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, yeah. Um, I, had, I had one point, right? So Go for it. Uh, mate, we've waited so long for a comp. To kick off, I know we had a yep. couple of little novelty comps and that, but it's the real deal. The CT's back, the W, the Wazzle's back. First cab off the rank is Maui, and as we discussed earlier, geez, we all love that wave because we think we might actually be able to surf it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to surf it, but yeah. I think you could. Um, but um, mate, so I come in here on the in the shed one morning, get away from the family, got up a little bit earlier. You beauty, it's on finally, it's back on. You know, you load it, load it up on your computer or whatever, and you got to go and it, it plays the ads, and you know that you got to bloody. There's always like a couple of minutes worth of stuffing around before yep. you get the quality stream on the full screen, mate. As it finally kicks in, the first wave I see after all this wave, or after all this wait of the year, Steph Gilmore with an absolute buzzer beater, just like five seconds to go, she's down. Steph Gilmore. Goes, da- dancing on water. Dancing on water. It's beautiful, isn't gets it? Her, gets the score, <laughs> oh, wins the heat, and I'm just like, how fucking good is pro surfing? It's back, man. Yeah, like, amazing. And what? Are, uh, my first 30 seconds is just this critical moment of buzzer beaters and Steph Gilmore at Maui, and I'm just like, oh, it was a bloody beautiful thing. So, what a competition for the for the for the tour in general, not just the ladies, but the Maui pro. Fucking Honolulu Bay is such a magical map. Have you surfed there, man, a few times? It is just absolutely amazing setup. You're looking at there's a golf course over the road. You're playing golf, can watch Maui. <laughs> the, you know the contest. Oh, it'll kill you, wouldn't it? You're on the path three, is, just going. Oh, it I need is to be just out there. beautiful. It needs the swell direction has to be a certain you know fair yeah. bit of north in it to yeah. get in between the islands. Yeah, it's got. But that when island. it does, it's it's when I had it's pretty busy. This is way back in the early nineties. Um, when I very first my first year, I think I actually went there, and it, but what a wave! It is just absolutely amazing. I'm so glad I went and had a crack. Sick. As busy as it was, it, you know, it was good to get a few and you would have got just one. fly down the line in big swoops. It, uh, it's unreal. Sick. Loved it. And mates, um, we were talking on the last potty with uh, Binzi leading into the Maui, and we're all making our predictions and all that. And and I was frothing on that um, girl called Betty Lou. Betty Lou Sakura. Sakura, right? Yep. Oh, on the so back much of, potential there, mate, isn't there? <laughs> because I was just watching all those um, videos of her in the Mentawis just getting tubed out of her mind, right? And I was just like, mate, she's going to kill it. She's going to do really well. Mate, I had no idea when I was making that claim. She's 15. Yeah. I unbelievable. Like, I thought you was, did. I thought that was the whole point. No, nah, I had no mm. idea, man. And then when the comp kicked off, mate, she must have a bit of Islander in her or something because she's like a pretty solid looking 15-year-old bird. And um, man, she... Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And she was ripping. And to be fair, she came up against Carissa. She, she Carissa beat her. But I actually felt that she got a little undercooked on one of her scores okay. and maybe could have got through. Well, just one one more year of experience and, and get stronger. And, you know, uh, she will one be... One more year. She'll be 16. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carissa, Carissa probably gets the world champ. Yeah. Um, Bonus points though in hates. Right. Yeah, you can't make it close with girls like that. You know, yeah. it has to be pretty clear cut. There's the old saying in um, the world of boxing: if you want to win the title off the champ, you can't leave it to the judges. You no. got to knock him out. No, that's right. So you know, you get points for being a champ. Surely. That's another that's thing a- that Mitch Thorson was talking about was the uh, 
the the you know the profile points where the world champs do tend to get one or two extra points per yeah, head. So they should be world champ. Yeah, exactly. They've done their time. So and then uh, Tyler Wright's ten. Epic. That was mental. Amazing. So yeah. who, who's your double whammy in the girls in your fantasy team? It was Tyler Wright, man. So oh, it was hey, mine. Hey, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, I just, I've got a bit of an announcement, actually. This is uh, Namu knows what's here going to go. happen here. Here we go. <laughs> He's not happy about this. Not happy at all. Last year, Ant-Man, you don't know, but me and T-Bone have heard it at least 17,000 times. <laughs> But we're proud because he's he's our leader. He's the, the leader of Barrel Surf Podcast. He created it. And our leader, our glorious leader here, last year in the fantasy surfing, finished third in the world. Oh, yes, I did hear that. Uh, so yes, even Ant-Man knows. Oh, knows. I know that. So even Ant-Man knows. Yep. Probably because your brother had to give him a free Unbelievable. There's no phenomenal. need to fucking go on about it, Atsy. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Now, like you said, I think back in the, the potty or whatever it was, where was the proper price? Like, bring on some... That was... Yeah, there yeah. was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that actually, is such a big competition yeah. to even get third. Even remotely get close. There should be prizes down to first, top five. Mate, at it's least. like 150,000 people. We're not, yeah. we're not even sure if the dude who won got anything. He it, didn't. He didn't from yeah. the WSL. At least Namu I spoke to him. two surfboards. How about we all pay a dollar to enter... And, yeah. and you prize money, $100,000 yeah, right. 100, for yeah. the winner. That's Are you in the Barrel Surf Podcast League yet? Join in. We've got a league going, oh, and there's I mean, there's Ant-Man's a surfboard. Like surf <laughs> 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 who, who, who are those guys? But, um, so anyway, my announcement is right. Okay, um, go on, mate. Am I yelling or am I too far away? You're yelling, on, but mate. you're not on the mic. Okay, sorry, um, mate. My, well, I'm be excited. careful how you say this, though. Okay, how you yeah, say it? This might be my last episode here. I might get outed for this, <laughs> but uh, mate, when. Maui kicked off because, as Ant-Man said, who was your power surfer, which is now the new thing? I went Tyler Wright. And, uh, mates, uh, and then, unfortunately, we had the shark incident and it all stopped. So when it stopped, I was looking and I'm like, is this right? I am number one in the world in fantasy surfing right now. I screenshotted it. I sent it to... Uh, That's Namu. a carton. Um, I screenshotted it to Namu and I said is this right? I'm not familiar with these numbers up there. And he's like, yes, that's right. He wasn't happy, but you are number one in the world. And then, you know, the shark attack happened and then the coronavirus happened and then Namu sent me and T-Bone a message going, uh-oh, looks like Adzi may just have won the fantasy if for the off, for the year won't. and i'm just like yes call it off <laughs> equal Let's call it off equal, we're done equal right yeah with yeah, about five thousand equal people. or not i'll still first <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. But, uh yeah so people, yeah. but All luckily right. pipe kicked off again and i've dropped down the rankings a bit i did have jack robbo as my power surfer in pipe Whoa, and uh nice. that well paid done. dividends because he pretty much got twice as high a score as anybody else Absolutely. in his last week so good call but either way i'm not number one anymore and namu can breathe easy yeah, I'd, you know, uh, one thing I should mention is that uh, Premiership is not one on one round. It's <laughs> one on 22 rounds, my friend. So uh, we'll exactly. see, we'll see season. you in December next year, Adzi. <laughs> December next year and see how you're going. All right. Um, yeah, shout out to Corey Surfboards too, talking about marathons. Hope you're going well, buddy. Um, now, let's talk about our top five moments for 2020 are you ready for that Adzi? have you got something else you want to no, talk I go about someone else first oh i was just gonna you got some red we, bull we athletes t- you want to <laughs> touch up or well look kyle lenny actually did just go ham at mavericks if you really want to push me on the issue i don't i really don't <laughs> you surf mavericks then? no unfortunately i got the offer way back when i was hanging out in hawaii all those years and after i think 
maybe been down at Cape Town and dungeons. I really struggled in the cold water. Mm. I'm looking at how cold it is and what they're doing and going, oh, no, that's not fair. I just stay in white, so warm, I'm yeah, relaxed. Yeah, I, can, I, I seem to be able to get a bit of a rhythm here and the warm stuff. And I got the offer to go over and the, the, the event was coming up and, and I look back going, you idiot. I, I, that wave just looks amazing. Mm. And Twee's just going, what are you doing? Come over. Because I was surfing with Twee a lot mm. back then. Mm. And I look back going, oh, I really did blow my opportunity. And I never bothered going when I had the chance. Mm. Because I was just so comfortable in the <laughs> tropical waters and palm trees and Don't cocktails like in Hawaii. <laughs> <canadas. laughs> Mai Tai. Which is bizarre because you spent your whole life surfing in a wetsuit in not freezing cold waters, but it's certainly not warm down here. Yeah, but just when you get beat up underwater in cold water, it's really hard to relax. It's harder. Oh, yeah. and, and I just, I really struggle with it. And for some reason, the cold water, the big waves, and I just, I really, I really couldn't find that. That where I, that point of survival, which I could do in our waters, the yeah. warmer waters, yeah. I, I struggled in the colder waters for some reason. So I just flagged it, but I look, I, I, that wave looks amazing, and I'm though. really disappointed with myself. <laughs> My only thing that you know, no regrets, but there is one thing I regret: not going to Mavericks. Wow, because it I was does convinced that you'd surfed it. That it looked that wave. What Twiggy's doing, you know, and Kai, Even now. It, it just. Blows my mm. mind, and it's just a proper wave with a big section and a tube. It's like, are you kidding me? Like Jaws and Mavericks, are they the best big waves the best. in the Nuts. world? Yeah, have to be. Nice. I so mean, there's a lot of big waves around, and like Nazarene and all these other places, you can have all that crap. That doesn't interest me one yeah. little bit. But Jaws and Maverick, are, are proper waves. Yeah, they're proper yeah. waves with barrels and they're like normal and, waves that are just exceptionally and, big and sections extraordinary big. And yeah. the, the drop, you know, it's all about the taking the takeoff. The, Big wave surfing is about committing and getting getting down it. The rest is like, well, if you're good enough to be out there and take the drop, well, you're going to do something on it. But yeah. it's just about the commitment. Yeah, yeah. And I love seeing what Twee's doing on those waves. Crazy. So did you see that, uh, surely you see footage of that session that went down just recently? Um, yeah, not all of it. I saw, you know, highlights of it. And I don't think it's a lot of amazing. people realise taking off on a wave that big, on, on such a big board, you have to actually not just take off, and you, all you want to do, all your board wants to do is go straight. But if you go straight, the wave's going to mow you down, right, every time. So what you have That's to do... That's what I found when I was at Mavericks. You've got to take off and get a rail in the, in the, you know, in the water. Mm. And you watch Twiggy, how he does it so comfortably. Mm. Well, he did get that one crazy huge one in the yes. early morning light yes. where he did exactly what you're saying. That, and, and they were all saying that um, it was this rare... Uh, swell where you could actually take off on the second ledge, which is something super rare that they didn't do. And he took off on that second ledge and was going sideways and, and didn't go straight, like you said. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure those big boards and that, all they want to do is go straight, but he didn't, man. He went he went like sideways and then it, you could see it hit the first ledge and there was a fold in the wave and he went along a bit and then he dropped down. That's and, right. Once yeah. you get that edge your rail in you can adjust and speed up back off go straight you can do what you like but you got to get the rail in and it's really really hard to do and you watch how easy twiggy does it and i don't think people realize how hard it is and how easy twiggy makes it look it's unbelievable yeah. how good he is out in big waves and how is that pete melbom i mean the what is it, what's his role now? He's a commentator. He's the big wave big, big wave, wave commissioner, commissioner, isn't he? Yeah. Mate, uh, lead by example. What a legend! He's obviously getting go. on years. Yeah, in years, the wave that he got was 
just unbelievably mm. perfect and huge. It's a fucking good commitment. It was a double spit too. Two Not spits. More experience out there than anyone. Yeah. So good on him. Yeah, that was sick. Get the best one. And then obviously um, my mate, Kyle Lenny, or Namu's mate, I should say. Mate, the guy it's was not my mate. It's your mate. <laughs> mate, Kyle. Benzie's mate. He, he, was he got just, some big ones. Oh he? man, huge ones. And he just looks like it's like he just looks like he's never going to fall off ever. It's insane. He he's doing the most sort of innovative big surfing yep. that I've seen. Like you know, kiteboarding and doing massive airs off jaws, or you know, just such a complete waterman. It's just it's so what, what, what I see the difference in Kai between all the other guys. He's quite. He's like a cat on a board. He adjusts. He's like footy. He can do almost a backflip on his board and still make. You know, he's still he's unbelievable. So, like versatile and limber, it seems. And mm. he, he he adjusts. You know, he makes the adjustments which you have to do. I hate to see when you get to forty and plus, Kai, because you'll be like us and can yeah. barely even move your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um. I know we're, uh, we we keep going tangents left and right, and we try. That's to focus. what we do on Barrel That's Surf Podcast, mate. But um, mate, we did dance around the issue a little bit of Maui. Uh, I mean, I know we don't. Namu doesn't like to talk about sharks. T Bone definitely doesn't like it. But holy crap, man! What happened there was extreme. Commiserations so, to the yeah, family. Man, like it was so uh, extreme. Yeah, they're all warming up for finals day. Half the chicks would have been out there warming up. Some dude gets nailed by, I assume, a tiger shark, Ant-Man. Is there other sharks there that are capable of doing that damage? Um, I didn't hear the report, but generally yeah. uh, in Hawaii, it's generally tiger Tigers, sharks. Yeah. Big tigers and, um, are, are the mate, problem. it's just, wow. Not problem, but there, there's a lot of them. There's yeah. a lot of turtles, you know, munching on the turtles, generally. Yeah. Uh, it could have been an absolute mistake, you know, that, that sharks yeah. in there and just had a little nibble. And, I mean, a tiger shark, just a little nibble's enough for the guy to bleed out. Yeah, and, that's or, right. Hit an artery, but... Right. Um, it's just, man, I mean, what an absolute kick in the guts after such a crazy year to finally get the thing up and running off the ground. And then some dude goes and gets eaten by a shark and yeah, dies. You, you it's so extreme. Read about I just it. couldn't believe it, man. And the other thing that I sort of spun out about it is um, when we had the attack down here for the Margaret River Pro, um, you know, it was gnarly. And, and I was actually in the water at the time with the guy, but... It was gnarly, uh, super gnarly, and he's really lucky he survived. I don't know how he did, but he did. But he didn't actually die. And it just seemed like there was so much more hoo-ha and media and we're cancelling and we're going to Bali and the Brazos are never surfing in Margies again and all this. It seemed like there was so much more weight behind it. Yeah. And it wasn't... A, and it's a it really wasn't, good point, actually, because, it, yeah, it's sort of almost been swept under the carpet, it hasn't has it? Been. Yeah. And, and, and the, the attack that happened in the Margaret River Pro, it wasn't even at Margaret River Main Break. It no. was like 10Ks up no, the road. Right. Yep. Whereas this one was at on the, the event day, site. at the venue with the competitors out and it's yep. sort of just been like, I mean, it's been dealt with respectfully and everyone's like, all oh, the pros are like, we're so sorry, commiserations, all that. But It has followed uh, the WSL kind of silence sort of the trend. Cone of silence. I, it? I found it quite yeah. perplexing. Mm. It's, yeah, it's an interesting point, Adzi, and um, yeah, well made. Um, now, do we want to move on to the top five? Let's just do top four moments 2020. It's <laughs> been it's four of us here. We've been waffling um, for Yeah, no, that's that's okay. We've got time. We're, uh, we've been going to two hours plus lately. So, T-Bone, have you got a top moment for 2020? I think being in the Southwest has been a top moment. 
We've been very Fuck lucky. Yes. Yeah. Oh, how Park. lucky are Western <laughs> Australians? <laughs> oh my god! Southwest yeah. of Western Australia, for those that yeah. don't know you, who, what you're referring you, to. Yeah, you just feel like there's a whole lot of pain happening around the world, and we've in our little bubble down here. We've just been lucky, and and you know what? Blessed we'll, to be here. We'll laughed at for so many years. Oh, Perth, the most isolated city in the world. Oh, ha ha! You guys are. Ha. Well, who's laughing now? Yeah, that's it. We are. We are. West Australians are laughing. That's for sure. So that's my moment, I guess. Just being here, spending a lot more time with the family in 2020 has been good. Yeah, there's been some um, interesting times. Adzi, I know that you have got something because you always oh, do. Yeah. Uh, so we're not doing top four each, are we? It's no, top just four your, moments. Just your top we, moment. We, we, we get one moment each. One moment, mate. Okay. What's, uh, your, what's your favorite thing of the year? Well, look, yeah, I would agree with T-Bone on his thing. Hopefully in surfing. Uh, yeah, well, I was about to say, like, is it, other surfers or my personal moment that could be whatever you like want like a mate. half cover up at this, fucking me local or, yep yeah no nah, um. <laughs> you got a head dip at me up point the other day <laughs> exactly uh mate personally my top moments were just my surf holidays you know that um one of them lent weight to exactly what t-bone was saying i was supposed to go over east to lennox with the family that got shit canned so i went up north which we all have talked about before and i just had such an awesome Holiday in my own backyard. Uh, yeah, we're just so lucky. So that, and then, and then I I got super lucky to um, do a little holiday to Bali um, late Feb, which was uh, personally one of my top. The last moments. Indo trip. In yeah, was the, the last of the <laughs> V8 Indo interceptors. But um, yeah, that was sick, man. That was right on the cusp of when everything shut down, and I got a good swell. It was pumping down here. But it was good up there, and I, yep. I was on the east coast with the family at a nice hotel. So they're personally probably uh, my top five moments, top moments. And I'd have to say, one of my other top moments would have to be this very fucking second sitting in the shed with you boys. <laughs> it's Christmas, it's summer. We got fucking Ant Man Patterson you? in Are the shed telling us stories. I'm pretty happy right now. Fucking stoked. How good is it? Paul Ant-Man Patterson, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Uh, we're not finishing yet, but have you got a top moment for 2020, Well, mate? I think as you guys touched on, for me, I've never spent, apparently, Miso reminded me clearly about spending time <laughs> at home with the family. And during that period, we it was hot as hell too. Mm. And we actually had little waves in Perth. I was mm. between hovering between Perth and, or I couldn't come down south for a little period there, but I was stuck in Perth. And mm. I, we went down the beach every single day. It was just beautiful. It was so warm and there was actually little waves and and we had such like it was phenomenal. I've never spent like six weeks straight surfing with my children. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Nice. And it it have to be like I won't get that ever again, to be honest. It's six so weeks bizarre. straight, like literally every day. COVID has ruined the world, except for everybody in West Australia and Southwest Australia, especially surfers. It's been yeah. like the best thing that's ever happened to us. Everyone got all it's these. Still fucking crowded though, isn't Bloody, it? Yeah, well, Jesus. it's crowded because everyone got economic handouts from the government. No one was working. <laughs> Every, Toddy Taylor down at the board store reckons his sales tripled because everyone's just surfing and no one's going on holidays. And well, yeah, just mate, to remind been, you guys, it's not just surfing; it's sporting goods in general. Yeah, you, okay. The, the amount of bicycles, skateboards. Oh, you can't get a bike for Christmas. It's just really? across the board. It's not just surfing. Yeah. Uh, sporting goods across the board are uh, just absolutely tripled, quadrupled. They've never seen sales like it ever. And so, how about a small plug? Sorry, T-Bone. I've got one go. other thing, boys. 
puppies. You cannot buy puppies. <laughs> My girls have wanted puppies this year. You can't buy a puppy to save your fucking life. You can, but they're like 10,000 bucks. Yeah. Cavoodles, fucking forget it. Yeah, right. Bring <laughs> on 21. Pure yeah. bread. Yeah, 10 grand, please. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to breed with my dog. It's a bit of a mongrel, but um, yeah, no, it's pretty funny. You said he has something else out there that you were. No, it's gone. Um, well, I can tell you that my favourite moment of 2020, um, there's not too much surfing that we've been able to talk about this year, but having uh, you boys involved in Barrel Surf Podcast has been a fucking classic. We've uh, we've gone from being just a thought in my head at the gym to uh, getting on, getting underway and, um, you know, being mentioned on, on Ain't That Swell last week and... and uh, you they're know, our heroes, obviously. That's why the podcast got started. Yeah, we shout got a shout out from shout uh, out to the boys. Ain't that swell? The other weekend, man. So we were pretty stoked. Very stoked well, with that. Um, they do a great job too. Hitting number it? one in the South African wilderness charts was pretty fucking <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, we're number real, one in the South African wilderness podcast download at the moment. Really strange. Meeting a whole bunch of good crew. Um, you know, everyone from Mitch Thorson, like we talked about before. Wayne Jagger was fucking great, and we've had Bronte and all the crew down at the Motor of Classic. We've got Paul Antman Patterson, Jake. Sunset Beach champion. We've had Jake on, yeah. Pipe Master. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure in 2022 to uh, bring Braille Surf Podcast to people in 27 countries. Bloody oath. Can you believe that? Good work, um, Amu. Yeah, so... I did yeah. remember my point before. What was your point, Adzi? Uh, I thought we'd let Ant-Man have a free plug um, when he was talking about how it's not just surfing that is benefiting... From the COVID in WA with sales and all that, obviously Ant-Man is a rep uh, these days for Yeti. Uh, so he probably ah. is very familiar with the sales and marketing and what's happening across WA because he's driving around traveling, filling up the shops with all the product. And I'm assuming that's how he knows that it's not just surfing booming because he's he's not just stocking surf stores these days. He's... Uh, Stocking the Yeti stuff. Give us, give us a Yeti plug, Ant-Man. What's it about? Tell well, us about yeah, it. Well, thanks for mentioning it. Um, it's a fantastic brand to be associated with. Absolutely. The premium, I only associate premium brands, premium quality products. And that is the utmost uh, premium in its class. So I'm dealing with a lot more fishing, outdoor, camping, you know, different stores, not just surf shops. Yep. And that's fantastic to be, you know, outside the surf industry to a certain degree. Yep. And I've been going up north a bit and, you know, it's um, the whole COVID experience has, yeah, pretty much, it's right down Yeti's alley. I mean, yep. everyone's camping out and experiencing WA and they want the best product to do it. Yeah. And Yeti just fits. to be comfortable. And Yeti just fits right in that mould, the best. So what is Yeti, what is, what's Yeti's main shit for well, those who don't know? Well, it started out as Coolers. The two brothers they created out of Texas coolers created the, the best esky in the world. Like, we call them Coolers. Okay. Know? And they, they created the strongest, best insulated cooler in the world. Right. And then they branched out. So you have the big cooler in your truck, so they wanted something more mobile, so they created a soft, lightweight cooler. Yeah. And then the drinkware came a little bit later. Yeah. And the drinkware took them to another level. And so like it, the coffee cups and, and everything the, and the from the mugs, yep. flask, water bottles, you beer know mugs. And I yeah, like beer mugs. Fantastic. I should have brought a few beer mugs. Yeah, I'm oh. pretty sure you've you got to give us some beer mugs now. So it is. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolute, you know, the most premium quality in its class and everyone in WA is appreciating quality. And yep. now they're all cashed up. Yep. Not scared to spend the extra dollar or two to get a better product. On something that's going to last. And Agreed, they're yep. certainly appreciating when you go up north, you know, when you go up north, it's hot as hell. Yeah, they demand the quality. So it's working really well. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. We Obviously, we... we 
as a podcast and individually we spend a bit of time in the board store and they obviously there's a bunch of uh, yeti product in the board store yeah. it's um yeah went, it just looks like say absolute premium gear i went and bought me uh me coffee cup tea yeah. cup don't drink coffee but i went from the board store and got the yeti are you the same though I'm, I'm a tea drinker i yeah. didn't know that yeah me too. there you go really yeah. Yeah. no coffee do you guys do coffee at all oh yeah i drink coffee oh, as well. I've, yeah, I've maybe one or two coffee. coffees a week yeah right. uh, otherwise yeah. i probably three or four cups of tea a day. i got enough drugs in my life i don't need another one yeah yeah, yeah. t-bones <laughs> up now lads we can't let Ant-Man leave. We're talking about Yeti. Now, let's go to the Yeti. Yeti, Yeti. <laughs> what a little... I'd love to hear your story about first getting invited to go on the Yeti ICAO. Um, just your whole experience and how did it all come about for you? Well, I think it came about... There's a bit of a panel that that re, you get nominates people to serve in the Yeti and I just put my time in. All those years I spent in Hawaii, full seasons, I was surfing every YMS swell. So those guys saw me, the lifeguards and and the Quicksilver guys saw me surfing what I could achieve at Wyoming well, mean, over certain Gosh. years, you know, surfing every swell. So I got I got a call up on the what do you call it? Not the not the main list, the alternate list. Yeah. So there's a uh, 24 invitees and then 24 alternates because you never know where these people could be anywhere in the world. They can't mm. get there in time. All of a sudden, the Eddie comes up. You got to be there. And if you can't be there, there's 24 alternates to fill your spot. So the one year I started was an alternate. So all of a sudden the 80's on this year. And I didn't think anything of it. You know, I'm down there early. Mm. It's, it's a lot of hype around the Eddie, yeah. As you know, yeah. the people just flood down to Wyoming mm. Bay. I got there at first light. So I went out to surf before the Eddie started. Mm. Didn't think anything That's of it. Just a quick surf at Waimea. And I'm walking out the beach. And this guy goes, oh, Paul Patterson. And just pushed this singlet into me. You're the first heat. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I go, oh my God, I'm in the yeah. Eddie I cow. So I just turned around and walked back out. And just going, shit, no time to think about it. Yeah. So I'm walking out with all these guys I've looked up to all these years. And speaking of Josh and, you know, the Moniz family, I'm out with Tony Moniz. No way. The godfather. Like mm. for me, he was just like, he was Epic. the lord of yeah. Hawaii. And, and amongst, you know, there were six of us in this heat. Mm. And I look at Tony and we're paddling out. And I'm kind of going, oh. I'm kind of going, oh. It's on. It's too cold. And it's on. Too. And like I'm paddling in my first wave, just going, just put my head down. But Tony's on sort of next to me. And I'm sort of deeper going, oh, do I let him go? What do I do? Oh, it's, oh, it's, I'm committed. Put your head down. So I've shared a wave with Tony and my niece. Classic. He's dropped in on me, my first experience in the Eddie. <laughs> and we both ride out the channel. He looked at me and I looked at him and we went, yeah, bro. <laughs> I just went, yep, that's it. Fuck I'm in yeah. the Eddie. And How we were just so stoked good. just to make it. Yeah. No one cared about dropping in. Yeah. It was just like, whatever, just take Classic. off, put your head down and go. Wow. And I remember later, as I got, you know, one bigger and better, mm. it's about, I was putting my head down and going, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, just saying yeah. to myself, wow. just head down and go. How many heats did you did you go on that first that first year? Is it two, two, three heats to get to the final? You know, everyone gets two heats each. Yep. You're allowed to catch four waves in each heat. Mm. So at the end of the day, you only catch eight waves. Mm. Four of them got to count. So the four could come from any heat. Right. Two yep. from each or, or oh, okay. four from like sometimes the swell pulses. Mm -hmm. And like when Greg Long won that year, that heat. Just pulsed, and everyone in that heat, most of their scores came from one heat. So you, you, it's a little bit of luck if you get the pulse and the big ones. 
But um, uh, just just to be in there invited, just to be amongst oh, it, I, I didn't care. I didn't think about it. I was just out there having a crack, you know, representing WA, going, yeah. how good is this? <laughs> yeah. And I've actually thought about it better and structured a contest. I could have easily won it one mm. year, you know. I'll just look at it going, you idiot. If I just not paddle for that and wait for the next one, mm. I would have won it. You know, ah. I was like, are you kidding me? Ah, classic. And anyway, it's just uh, phenomenal to be a part and just – Everything about the Eddie, the aura, the yeah, uh, it's highlight, mate. And you, oh, by far, yeah. Eddie Icow. It just, I mean, the sunset win was amazing. But to be with that group of humans that I looked up to for all those years, and then get the call up and just thrown in the oh, it, all of a sudden, I'm just without. I had no time to think I was out there, and it was unreal. I got to go in it three times. Wow. wow. So that oh, I'm just stoked to. For those that don't know, man, the Eddie is lucky to run once every five years. Yeah, so I've got two actually, in a row. Well, I've got two thirds. Really? So to get to actually surf in three is a massive effort. Yeah, yeah. And then it didn't run for a while. Then I got the 10th and I was slowly fading out off the list. And then I had the kids. I wasn't going to Hawaii much. And I got yeah. pushed back on the alternate list. And, and there's a new group of surfers came through. So the baton gets handed over. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, well. Stoked to be in it a couple of times, you know, that was unreal. Who won those years, mate, when you came third? Um, Ross Clark Jones won the first oh, year. That would have been a great and party year, afterwards, though. Oh, and the year Kelly won was the one I was right there. It was like, oh my God, there's a bit of a story behind that, actually. Yeah, please do, mate. Well, we were all sitting there. Tony Ray on the board, they'd actually missed, they added it up a bit wrong, you know, your best four waves count. Mm. And in front of everyone was the scores, but they missed one of Kelly's. So all of a sudden, on their list, Tony Ray's winning. Me and Kelly are equal second. Ah. And because I had two high-scoring ways in Kelly, I was second on a countback. He was third. Second. Oh, second to Tony Ray. Tony Ray's my hero. I love what Tony Ray does in Hawaii. He's, he is just the master. He knows where to position himself anywhere in Hawaii just so beautifully. And I, I learned so much from Tony Ray. So I was just like, yeah, I've got second to Tony Ray in the Eddie, mm, you know. Mm. Kelly got third, yeah. <laughs> and Kelly goes, and, and I'm, I'm writing a story for Tracks Magazine every year. At that, And so I've got the printout of the points and Kelly's over my shoulder. We're about to walk up for the presentation. He goes, oh, hang on. And he's walked off. He stormed off real quick. And I went, whoa, what, what was going on there? <laughs> and off he goes. He, he saw the scores and he worked it out. No way. They, they, they miscalculated. And the extra three points. Well, took they, him, they didn't add them up. Extra three points took him from third to first. I remember oh, that. I remember oh. that story, man. Poor Tony Ray it. went from 55 grand to 10. <laughs> <laughs> I went from 10 to five. I didn't give a damn. I was Fuck just him. in the eddy. Fuck, <laughs> or whatever. Like, but shit. poor Tony Ray, oh, he, right. he was winning. He, was, he had it half almost. Yeah. He was halfway up, except for wow. Kobe. And they just went, no, sorry, you didn't quite win. You got second. Oh, that's such a Kelly story. And I, 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 I was just, it's, it's so, uh, how, how does it happen to Kelly? I mean. Was, yeah, was, was that something? I feel that like it was my fault. He's looking at my shot. I had the print out of the score. <laughs> so you've just stitched up your own hero. Oh, mate, without oh, even. That's the, he's just over my shoulder. Like, what are you doing? It's like a little. Yeah. He, he parrot on your shoulder. What are you doing? He's over. He's over everyone's shoulder, he, isn't he? He just no. He, he but he's With a mathematician. A he just so calculated, <laughs> mm. and he was actually calculated that day. And he knew the wave I paddled for. <laughs> um, I got another good story about that. Uh, it was in between heats. Kelly's heats just finished, and my heats about to start. With Tony, by the way, mm. and um, Eddie's brother. Eddie's brother's in the heat. 
and and me and Clive. Clive. Yeah, Clive. this massive, massive. Clive. Yeah, Clive. Clive, Clive, and this massive, massive set comes right in the changeover. So everyone's headed for the hills. Everyone's way out to sea, and this massive set just about ca- catches everyone. But me and Tony Ray, we sneak right back in, right back in the spot. And our heat starts. So we're the only A ones in the spot. lunatics right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it generally breaks in a certain spot. And, and this set comes and me and Tony are the only two there. So we're both paddling for this thing. And, no and he's just gone so deep. I'm going, shit, where's he going? And I look at it going, oh, should I go? Or no, I won't get scored. You know, I'm on the, I'm not deep enough. He's, you know, going to get scored high. Oh, I'll turn. I shouldn't have paddled for that, right? If I just waited for the second one, the eddies in the bag, right? But I paddled too much. I turned around, had to paddle back out, and I swung late. By that stage, Clyde Icow's come in. Mm. He's come right in. Just enough, fair bit on the shoulder, but – and I'm going, do I swing on Clyde Icow? <laughs> really? No, no, you don't. <laughs> and I've got Kelly on the shoulder going, he's calculated. Go, Clyde, go! Oh, he knows, <laughs> don't let that man get you. No. <laughs> and I didn't think of it. I look back at the time – not. You know, at the moment, yeah. Yeah, the I just moment. respected Clyde. There's no way yeah. I can swing on Clyde. It was so buttery, yeah. you could swing and actually make these. On yeah. a normal day, you can't, but it was so perfect this day. Yeah. You could actually swing late and take wow. off. Mm. And I just, if I just went that behind Clyde, I would have won. And, and did Clyde uh, go? Oh, yeah, he went all right. Yeah. But, but Kelly, I look back at it and go, Kelly knew. Oh, man. If I got that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> classic. Jeez, tell you ah, and uh, utmost respect to the Icow family, and, and, yeah, and I wouldn't do it any other way. It's like go, Clyde. It's like yeah. awesome. Yeah, mate. Oh, I actually wish I had a shared it with him. Yeah, and possibly won the Eddie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, mate. mate. Hats off, um, mate. Uh, it's pretty fair to say that uh, it's not going to be Ant Man's last appearance on Barrel Surf Podcast. Um, we've had him in our sights. Uh, for a one-on-one interview style, uh, we've also had him in our sights for the what we're doing now, which is more the week-to-week well, week. co-hosting, co-hosting week-to-week stuff. Yep. He is an absolute plethora of sick surfing stories. He's got a million more, and uh, we're loving it, man. There's six stories, ain't man? So uh, yeah, hopefully you can come back and come join back us again. for the sunset wrap up. Well, I better save a couple then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got stories for days. Deep into um, the A couple of those cheeky monkeys will bring them out. <laughs> All right, exactly. so let's do the Clive Palmer Cup. Now, we used to call this the Curios Cup because it was dedicated to the biggest... Yes, yeah, so I did hear about the You Curios heard about Cup the Curios Cup? No, fair enough. He's a bit of a dummy spitter, but yeah. in his favour, to me... Seems to be the tennis tour around. needed some spice. Yeah, exactly. And that is it. And yep. that guy has got so much natural talent. Mm. He's unbelievable. And when you're young and you're just out on a tangent and you make some pretty bad mistakes, yeah, you can guess do. what? He'll come back. And he I will think smoke, he is. He'll yeah. smoke crew. He yeah, will absolutely yeah. smoke crew and prove everyone wrong and hopefully fly the flag for Australia. I, I'm a big, big fan of Curious. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems uh, that's the situation. That's so why we, we thought we would change it to the Clive Palmer Cup, who <laughs> is and will always be a fucking tosser motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah. No one. <laughs> so no one is going to stand up and vouch for Clive Palmer. No, like they have Curious. No, so we I don't. Think we're pretty we safe do, in the like renaming Clive. of the cup. Yeah. So you know. Uh, the Curious Cup went well for a little bit, and now it's the Clive Palmer Cup. Adzi, who yep. you got the nomination? Uh, mates, um, look. I could nominate Sharks for about the seventh time. Cause <laughs> every, 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 every fortnight. Every fortnight someone bloody gets eaten and we nominate Sharks. But I'm not going to do that this year, uh, uh, this year, this episode. This episode I am giving the Clive Palmer Cup to what's known as the Black Dog. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, depressions, mm. mental illness, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. Um, there was a young promising surfer from Margaret River recently called Ride Dempsey. I'm not sure if you know him, Ant-Man, or yes. know of him. Yes. Uh, apparently, very sad. Very sad. Yeah, he went down to the Black Dog, took his own life. Uh, he was a great young kid from all accounts, great young surfer. Uh, Margaret River Board Riders just had um, uh, one of their club events uh, just recently. Gas uh, Bay needed... Classic? What's that? Gas Bay Classic? Yeah, it? the Gas Bay. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't right. say that. But, yeah. um, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and they called. had a big paddle out for him and in honour of him. And uh, yeah, it's just such a tragic um, set of circumstances. I, I just can't understand what would drive a young, fit, surfing adult male to do that. But I guess that's why it's such a mystery you know like either you've experienced it or you haven't and uh so yeah my clive palmer cup is the black dog fuck you that's yeah fucked. It was shit. we do tend to forget that or not forget but not not necessarily acknowledge that young people suffer from mental health problems as well yeah. you know kids as well i mean kids kids are as, as young as whatever age uh, uh you know committing suicide so we do need to acknowledge that and um, understand that that's a problem as well. So, um, yeah, great nomination, Anthony. Raise your glass to Rye Dempsey. Yes. Good on you, Rye. Cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah. Cheers. And just while we've got our glasses in our hands, also um, Johnny Shimuka. You would have oh, heard yes, the tragic news of Johnny Shimuka. Same thing. Absolutely. Obviously a very vibrant, colourful character. Um, Ant-Man probably knows him well. Maybe we'll save that story for another time yeah. or should we just let him go again? <laughs> it could be a while <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no good good words adzi and um you know and we talk a lot about it at work you know mental health and um and and being aussie blokes you know we sometimes we we don't want to talk about our feelings but you really do gotta at least open up to your mate or if not you know call some of these services that are available so yeah so my clive palmer namu i'm giving it to the wazzle I love the wazzle, but I'm going, to, I'm going to give it to the wazzle of <laughs> six, harsh, six days <laughs> of silence. The cone of silence. Could six you imagine days. what happened in that six days? Oh, no man, one needed geez. to hear what went down in oh. that six days. Mate. Just give us a daily update. Just give <laughs> no, second I, day, I third agree. day. I don't think they handled that well. Um, six days. Yeah, I understand that they were under incre- in, intense pressure and everything else, but I think they, they probably could have handled that better. They would have had the Huey breathing down their neck oh, going, get man. off the oh, island, been, brah, with your disease, brah. Would have been mental. Would have been mental, and they've done oh. well to come out of it, but I think during that five or six days, they could have done better. So. It would have been a bit of, oh, howly, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You Californians, brah. <laughs> you take your flip-flops off, brah. Yeah. No, the Californians, you obviously brought yeah. it to Hawaii. And, yeah, whoa. for sure. Yeah, there may have been a bit of that go down. I think there would have Ooh, been a lot of local resistance. Oh, yeah. Oh, Eddie geez. Rothman's over there going, yeah. I fucking get you, bro. Yeah. you, you yeah. got to sharpen up your communication plan. Oh, I think as well do. as taking yeah. G-Land off the tour without telling anyone as well pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's, uh, that's an absolute tragedy. Mm. G-Land is such yeah. a tour wave. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they need a big long left. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty yeah. much keep started talking about a big left and that is the dream. Two are left. Mm. Was, yeah. that, was that comp in G-Land that sort of lit the fire to go, hold on a sec, let's stop doing beach breaks in cities on weekends when we can do these G-Land yeah. things? Well, I, I look at that. I look at Luke Egan. Mm. The mo- um, to me, the guy that is a world champion that didn't quite get there, but what he did at G-Land. It was amazing. Yeah. amazing. I mean, that's what brings out the best of these servers that aren't well, for some reason, aren't world champs, but should be, mm. you know? Yeah. And G-Land will bring that out in those servers. Maybe 22. 
What's your Clive Palmer Cup nomination, um, Ant-Man? Clive, I think it's not probably a Clive, but just a little bit of disappointment. I just, it's not a write-off like Clive deserves written yeah. off. He's not this as is bad just, as Clive. This is just a subtle disappointment. Yeah. Because just <laughs> recently, which I'm going to touch on once we get on to the Steve Irwin, you know, salute, which I think yep. I've got something for you there. But this yep. is just a fall-off off the side of that going um, – Coral Durant, I'm just slightly disappointed. She, she Who's Coral Durant? Coral, uh, she charges, a charger from the bluff, right? Right. She is a, yeah, a Aussie girl. champ and yep. Australian junior champs were just on. How old is she? And she started in the Aussie. It was an online, um, different way to judge the Aussie Video junior format. champion. Video yep. format. So it was a bit of work. It was a lot of work. You had to submit two waves per week and a half or so to get through each round. And she started just so great. You know, she's a defending Aussie champ. Would have been great to see her go back to back. She is such a good surfer. Just about step up, take on the QS. Just a bit disappointed. She started so well and then fell off. Just decided, you know, no, nah, no. Nah, didn't quite the ways may not look that good. Or, oh, oh, you know. Yeah. The opportunity was there and she's so good. And I was just disappointed not to see her fold up. And uh, follow up the other side of that, the flip story would be, the Steve Irwin salute. All right. Well, let, we're, we're just can I quick, can I go straight on? No, you can't because Namu's got to give us us oh, his okay. Clive Farmer Cup. We'll no, come straight back to you for Steve. No, Irwin. no, no. I, I, yeah, carry on out. Okay, I, 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 I don't necessarily have a Clive Farmer Cup nomination because well, my was, life's pretty good at the moment. So well, okay, then the Aussie Junior. So the Steve Irwin year. salute yeah, goes to any legends out there well, that we want to shout out. It was a whole of WA Sandgravers that did have a crack. Yeah, and that's all I'm disappointed. <laughs> at. That Coral Durant is such. Uh, uh, just a beautiful human and one of the best servers I've ever seen. You know, she is just phenomenal. And she just let the WA team down a little bit. Just that, you know. Yeah. She started so well and then decided not to finish the job because the rest of the team went on and smashed it. Really? We've got the Blue Ribbon event, the under-18 champ, Solomon Pogue Inglet from Cromart Bay, the under-18 Aussie champ. Yes, mate. Right here. Ding's nephew. Ding's nephew. So that's Dave, Dave Englert, champion, national champion. Wondering. National Aussie champ, Solomon Pogenglet, right? Good on you, and Solomon. And making the final was Jed Gratison in that division. Oh, yeah? And then at the other end of the scale, we have Izzy Campbell from down at Denmark. Izzy. Yes. She won and dominated the under-14 division. Girls. Yeah. I'm talking having a crack, WA. Yeah, you know? sick. Fucking and like two champions right there. And in that division, Ruby Berry got fourth. Oh, Good man, on we you, We saw Ruby. that Ruby Berry down at the Margaret River Classic. She was about 11 years old paddling out into 10-foot onshore Margarets. It was she impressive. She is an um, absolute lunatic. In the under-14 boys, Mav Wilson got fifth. Made the final, great. Sick. Good on you, man. And then we had in the under sixteen women, Willow Hardy and Zali Hewson make the final, fifth and sixth. Yeah, right. I mean, this is WA having a crack. That's what it's all about, Absolutely. right? Yes. Yeah. Huge and then crack. at the end of it, would you believe at the end of it, um, WA, the final standings in an Australian junior titles, right? Yeah. New South Wales, always miles ahead. Miles, always. Always. Yeah. Ever since I was doing New South Wales, you can't beat New South Wales, right? Right. And generally Queensland are a pretty clear second. Yeah. And WA and Vico are fighting it out for third. Yep, Always yep. WA and Vico. It's yep. just boxing. It's game on, right? Yeah. South Australia, guaranteed fifth, Tassie <laughs> sixth, right? Yeah. It's a given. <laughs> Absolute given, right? Yeah. But guess what? New South Wales just got there. 1,050 points. WA second. Really? 991. Yep. Yes, yeah. WA. So what Come I'm saying on, is, group. Coral, where were you? Oh, Those extra uh, couple of points, WA would have won overall. Oh, man, that's heavy. Yeah. 
Yeah. T-Bone's uh, just drumming up some whip noises <laughs> there. <laughs> no, so yeah, anyway, I see what you're saying, man. Yeah, like hats off to the team. but Hats geez. off to WA, Sandgroves, having a crack. You. Coral could One fell by the wayside. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, mate, it does I'm, ha- it I'm does. a bit bummed that the North North boys, they were I think they were in the semis or something. They, yeah, were, that, they were in the mix. Yeah, they, were, they were right in the mix. Didn't yeah, quite so make the final obviously, day. Obviously, um, we're all good mates with, with Otis North and... Remy North and their dad Jeff, so I was I was rooting for them. Obviously, um, they were going close, but uh, mate, it was a pretty unique uh, formula. Obviously, with no travel within even Australian territories and states. Yeah, to yeah, video do video it. format. Obviously, it was so. a video format. It was a lot of work, like you said, a lot of work, a lot of work in the behind the scenes where the parents had to help out someone at the film. So, you know, that could easily fall by the wayside. But it was yeah. so the effort had to be there. Your right? mum could have missed one. And that cost you a national title. Seriously, and like, and, and that's what's obviously happened. But it was it just need a bit more effort, you know. Yeah, and that's Sick. what WA stepped up and had a fair crack. Awesome. That's what we do, yeah, Sandgrovers. Yeah. Bloody oath, have uh, a crack. Yeah, bloody oath. Had a fair crack. No, T Bone, awesome. have you got a uh, Steve Irwin salute Steve, nomination? Go to Adzi, actually. Go to Adzi. St- oh well, look, no, mate. This right. Steve Irwin salute grab a, is grab a if there's ever been a controversial Steve <laughs> Irwin salute, this is it. Right, it's a total. Juxtaposition, this one. Oh, I don't even know what that word means. Jeez, he's been to the dictionary. No, since no, the last yeah. I think it's some I, sort it, of <laughs> comparison that doesn't quite work. It's yeah, something like long probably. I don't even know like what that. that word means. But, uh, mate, I've got down here as my Steve Irwin salute the broom police. Wow. Uh, because that dude got killed by a shark surfing Cable Beach. And, mate, every time anyone gets attacked by a, a shark, it's like they pretty much go out uh, and, like, yeah. Pat it and give it a give it a salmon or something, mate. The old give broom coppers get no. up north. No, no questions asked. Mate, get out the shoddy. Yeah, they just rocked up in their boats and just started letting <laughs> letting loose with the guns, lighting just, the joint up, mate. They just lit it up. They apparently they shot it twenty times or something. Didn't even kill it and missed every single yeah, time. Yeah, missed every time because they were just it's like all a twelve foot shark drunk on Matzo's mid strength <laughs> ginger beer. That's um, mate. I just love the mentality of just like. Geez, it's in the same state, but there's something about when you go that far north and like into the Kimberleys or something, it's the old, I don't know, it's it's the Wild West, Crocodile Dundee. And I, the reason I think it's so contradictory is because we all know Steve Irwin would never shoot a shark. Like he would have jumped over it and given it a back rub and then yep. it would have tried to bite him and he would have yep. stuck his thumb fair up its ass. Give it a choke <laughs> on. And, uh, choke, and it, choke it out. Yeah, he would have choked it out. And then it. had a beer with it. Yeah, and then had a beer with it. So um, yeah, weird one, um, but yeah. Broom police, I like their work. Just rolling, guns blazing. Um, but it didn't work because someone got attacked there two weeks later. But anyway. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah didn't didn't yeah. die, but bang, another attack. Yeah. Wow. What sort of... Sh- is, is it tigers up there? It's not uh, sure. Bull bull. I think it was bulls. bulls. Yeah. Maybe is. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, surely wasn't the same one. Surely whatever one has you'd got. you think that you'd get more camel bites up there than bloody sharks. <laughs> well, the croc- crocodile is a bit toes. more of a worry, and that's where the shoddies come in handy. Well, someone no actually... asked if crocs are attacking people. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, pretty uh, crazy set of circumstances. Namu, what about your uh, Steve Irwin? Yeah, well, um, once again, I, I yeah, I don't have... Um, uh, actually, I do have one. Last last episode, I did uh, speak about the great job that the local board riding clubs are doing in the area, uh, yelling up board riders, Quarrym up, uh, Gracetown board riders. Is it Quarrym I think it's Quarrym up Bay board yeah, riders. Cow Bay board riders. Yeah. Sorry, Cow Bay board riders. It's like the junior board riders from Mug River. Yeah, yeah. It's still yeah, Cow Bay, Mug yeah. River. The Gracetown Grommets comp. And yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, it's 
uh, emphasis on grommets here. Isn't grommets, it? yeah. And yeah. that's what Bordeaux is about, getting the junior the development happening. Yeah. Know, it's all about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, so in general, the board riders, again, I think um, the Yelling Up board riders put out a, a pretty sort of poignant um, newsletter or email to members just discussing the situation um, with mental health and, um, you know, here's what you should and shouldn't be doing and talk to people and everything else. And I think it, I thought it was really good of Yelling Up board riders to put that communication out after um recent tragic events and um yeah the other thing i also wanted to mention again was just the the junior girls that are just fucking tearing it up um the last board rise event that i was down at at um well obviously we don't name breaks but it's a fairly challenging beach break we all know which one it is down that one's a king of the joint yep yep um you know i was or Prince behind Taj, I guess, but not not <laughs> not huge hair mountain, but um, you know, there was a couple of solid ones and Ruby Berry was out there and she yeah. was out there during the comp and she was probably out there for about two hours. Just you could see she was just I just want to get better and better and better in, you know, waves that are sort of kind of challenging and she's um, such a petite little yeah. creature, you know. But and she was just like I'm gonna fucking dig. I'm gonna How dig, I'm gonna dig, I'm gonna dig and dig and dig. Do you think she could become an ant lady? Yeah, lady. <laughs> Ant chick. Ant chick. Yeah, so my Steve Irwin salute goes to all the junior lady rippers out there. We um we fucking love we all the you. we salute yeah. you big time. Steve Irwin salute. We love watching the, the girls come up in surfing. It's so fucking great to it's see. So much better chick surfing, eh? So oh, it's, much better. It's incredible and it's um, you know, it's such a pleasure to see. Although I don't don't love getting dropped in on them via by anyone, especially the girls. But um, yeah. So that's my Steve Irwin salute. But I think um, yeah. Who do, who do we have? I can't can't even think. Anyway, Steve Irwin salutes to all the nominations that we had. Yep. Um, T Bone yeah. hasn't had a Steve Irwin, has he? Oh, that's right. I, yeah, I didn't really have one, but I, um, you know who does need a bit of encouragement at the moment is Philippe Toledo. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned Flippy. That. He got a dirty turd again, and um. But uh, did you see how disappointing that yeah, was? Like yeah. looking at ways, okay, there's counting down, not much time left. Well, that one's peeling off. You, you may, maybe you should have just paddled for that. He could yeah, surf yeah. waves <laughs> like that, though. I don't he understand it. He could have thrown in a helicopter or something. He was, oh. surf, he was surfing bigger waves at Berinia. So what, what, what's going on? Has he put on a lot of weight? I saw a something maybe. Dad bod. Something dad, is definitely between the ears, you think? Oh, I'm not sure. It was, it was a pretty ugly day. It was a very yeah. challenging day. Yeah. Saying, it's, it's nowhere near as easy as what it looked. Yeah. It was a very challenging day. But hang on. You really need a wave and it's counting down. Yeah. And a couple peeled off and didn't really look that committed. He no, did that at the last year no, too, didn't he? The lack of commitment was quite evident. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's got fucking he's rattled already on Instagram and stuff too. Isn't pipe? It's so different having it as the first event. The whole mindset of some of these people must be just getting rattled, especially Philippe by by that heat. But. Uh, yeah, he's okay. not really my Steve Irwin salute, but he does need a bit of Steve Irwin in him. No, I think that, I, <laughs> that, mate, that's it a wasn't great a salute. salute. Have a great crack, salute. son. Great Have salute. a crack. Come on. Steve Irwin would go, wouldn't he? Yeah. All right. So this this episode, Steve Irwin salute goes to Paul fucking Ant-Man Patterson. You! Yeah, he's joined yeah, us man. on the podcast. <laughs> you, you, you. He's, uh, yeah, been a fucking pleasure having you, mate. Pleasure and um, you guys. Yeah, good on you. We'll see you next time. Um, 
And uh, yeah, final comments, Hadzi. Oh, mate, geez, I think we've covered everything today. Uh, last comments would have to be we're four days off Christmas. Man. Pipeline party, late, late call up. <laughs> last, 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 yeah, last comment is I'll see everyone at two o'clock at Ant Man Shed <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's my last comment. And we'll back it up with sunset. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's a six weeks in between, but we'll just stay at his shed the whole time drinking free cheeky monkeys. Free cheekies. No, it's Christmas time coming up and, uh, man, everyone just enjoy the break and uh, slow down and, and enjoy New Year's and Christmas and have a there's good time. No, there's no rush. Slow go down. Robbo. T-Bone, go Robbo. You, you said it before, Nami. We've had a crack of a 2020 in the shed um, with people like Ant-Man joining us. Looking forward to 21. Have a crack of a festive year, people. You. Good on you, uh, Ant Man. Before you go, thanks. Thanks. Before we go, thanks for joining us. Any last comments, mates? No, just enjoy um, what's on offer. Really, take take what you got. Live every day to the fullest because you never know; it could be your last. Yeah, it certainly could be. Especially if you surf dungeons with Twiggy on a jet ski. It could yeah, be your last. Well, jeez. <laughs> or the right. Fucking hell, that was one of the best stories I've ever heard. Um, before we go, 2020 has been a challenging year for a lot of people. In WA, it hasn't been as challenging, but we have had a fucking belter on Barrel Surf Podcast. Like to thank each and every single person that has listened to us over the journey. It's been, um, geez, we've had some fun bringing this, putting this together, and um, speaking to some legends, and uh, just having a really good time. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you in twenty twenty one.